Welcome to our Rollmaster actual play session. Twilight of the Old Order and Ain't No Place for a Hero are two campaigns currently co-joined, set in the world of Duranaki, the continent of men. In this gritty, cutthroat world, politics, religion, and commerce are all intertwined and reign supreme. Characters need to be both smart and ruthless to survive. We hope you enjoy our story, and, as always, may the dice roll in your favour. This is episode 123 of Twilight of the Old Order, and episode 100 of Ain't No Place for a Hero. The two parties have reunited some days back, and now find themselves thrust into the heart of a perilous mission on a long-forgotten, ominous island. We rejoin our heroes, just as Tanya and Grey have begun loosing arrows at their foes on the cliffs, while others have just spotted some monstrous, spider-like shape further down the coast. Hello! I'm Chris, otherwise known as GM Chance. And as it says on the screen, welcome to our story. Or as I say, quite repetitively now I guess, welcome to our stories. Because for regular viewers of the channel, as you may well know, but for those that don't, there are two stories, two campaigns, two uh, tales that are set in the same world at the same time, but involve different characters. Six characters in one party, Twilight of the Old Order, and seven characters in the other game, in the other campaign, which is Ain't No Place for a Hero. There are 13 characters up on screen, and these are the characters which will delight, enthrall, inspire, amuse, thrill you with their antics uh, and their escapades on our session today. I'm going to hand over to the players of those 13 characters to uh, provide a character development question in a second or two. I send these questions out uh, earlier in the week and the questions are designed to kind of plumb the depth of the soul of, of each character. Um, before I do, two things. Uh, firstly, just my regular thank you to our regular subscribers, viewers, uh, followers, enthusiasts. Your support and encouragement really is appreciated say to you if you've stumbled on this video perhaps for the first time or maybe you've watched two or three and you're kind of getting into it if you're liking it if you if you find yourself enjoying the the tales that we tell we would love either a like or a subscribe down below a couple of seconds from you really does mean a lot for the channel and it helps other people who likes these uh these kind of uh youtube videos find us thanks very much right uh before i ask the characters for a character development question we're going to hear from each one of the players to introduce their character. Uh, I think we're going to be starting with Pete. Take it away, Pete. Hi, I'm Pete, and in this episode I'll be playing Leif. Leif is a half-elf warrior mage, which uh, means he uses uh, weapons as well as magic. He's a friendly fellow, um, very empathetic, and uh, yeah, a really kind uh, member of the party. Um, kia ora, I'm Mason, and for this episode I'm playing Demos. Uh, he's a very attractive, very hunky, very buff mixed man. Um, 
really great with his spear and shield and he can whip out some swords if he needs to. Um, he's not the most intelligent person, but he makes up for it with a lot of kindness, um, a lot of gentleness, except for when he's fighting. Uh, and he's been with the party for a little while, has thoroughly enjoyed his time with them, um, is very much looking forward to saving the world. And on the side, he is looking and hoping to find his long lost sister that was kidnapped a long, long time ago. Hi, I'm Graham. I play Nyathanol, Nyathanol Sherakir. She is a magent, which is a mix of uh, stealthy skills, fighting skills, and uh, magic skills, mentalism, magic of the mind. She is a complex character, um, something of a religious fundamentalist um, who believes in assassination as a sacred endeavor. Uh, she keeps that well hidden, however. She has a, a dab hand with a short sword um, and uh, uses her magic and sneaky ability to good use and sneaking up on her adversaries. Uh, hi, my name's Giles. Um, and for this episode, uh, I'm playing Tarquin. Uh, so Tarquin is a young, um, ridiculously good-looking half-elf. Um, during his uh, early life and adolescence, he's been well-trained uh, in the gentle arts of thievery, uh, charming others using his remarkably good looks, uh, and of course, violence. Um, he is in his own way a religious man, and he's out looking for some understanding as to what's happened uh, to his homelands. Kia ora, I'm Alex, and for this episode I'm playing Keros. Uh, Keros is a young North woman. She's a weather mage, a pretty powerful weather mage, um, with some very cool spells. Um, she's quite sweet and kind, um, a bit emotionally labile, but wears a heart on a sleeve and a strong moral compass. She also has a companion, um, a cat called Victory, who's a very important member of the party, um, and Victory was rescued, oh there's Victory, a wee while ago um, from impending doom. Hello, I'm Graham. I play Etienne Gilderflower. He is a genetrist which is a type of paladin or holy warrior. He follows the teachings of Aphrodite, the goddess of love, and he believes that her will um, leads him on and he makes decisions based on the dreams he receives or thinks he receives from his goddess. He has uh, joined the party uh, on the mission to, as he understands it, to save the old order, the, the, the world as they know it. He is a very charming, very good-looking man, a very eccentric man. Uh, speaks in riddles and rhymes most of the time, uh, but he believes in a higher purpose. He's a very dab hand with a sword, usually found in full plate. Kia ora, I'm Pete, and I'll be playing Mithan in this episode. Uh, Mithan is a uh, ranger. Um, she's a high man. Um, She's pretty good at outdoor skills and she's a pretty good archer. She's not a people person. Um, she doesn't really care about people's feelings, although she's beginning to um, in, this, in this party. Hi, I'm Aiden and I'm playing Grey. Uh, Grey is a very handsome half-elf uh, who doesn't really believe in wearing shirts. Um, he's constantly 
just displaying his body all the time. <laughs> uh, which, you know, he's, he's got it, so he's flaunting it. Um, he's got a bit of a tragic backstory. Uh, pretty much everyone he's ever really cared about has been murdered brutally. Uh, but despite that, he's, uh, he's still a lovely, lovely guy. Uh, he's very caring. Uh, cares a lot about his, his teammates and also animals, loves animals um, as he is a beast master uh, so he has the power to kind of like, kind of, I don't know, not control, but well, he can control animals but he can also kind of interact with them and understand them and um, get them to help him do what he needs to do. Uh, and when he's not using his magic he is a bit of a dab hand with an axe. He uh, is very good at chopping things, chopping enemies, <laughs> uh, and also good with a, a little bit of uh, stabby stabby and a crossbow as well. Um, he has a bird called Wingy uh, that is his uh, best friend. That is, uh, needs to have a bit more of a story, I guess. Uh, she'll, she'll come into it a bit more like down the road, I think. Um, yeah, that's Gray. Hello, I'm Graham, and I play Severin Kydergaard, who is a human swordsman. Uh, a dab hand at the sword, he spent his whole life training in swordsmanship. He is a very charming fellow and fancies himself as a bit of a leader. Hi. I'm Stara, I play Jada. She's a six foot seven Arab looking woman. Uh, she fights with a quarterstaff, but not often because she's a healer. Uh, she grew up in a monastery where they adopted her and she has just um, been taught how to heal, do martial arts, that's all she's done her entire life. Hello, I'm Graham, and I'm playing Tanya Anastasia, who is an elven hunter dab hand with a bow, she has some outdoor skills, some very adept sneaky skills, and it's an interesting personality, a little bit spiky, a little bit difficult to know, but inside, a good egg. Kia ora everyone, my name's Anthony, and for this episode I'm playing Askalian, or Askel for short. He's a tall half-elf warrior mage who comes from the port city of Shabibi, and accordingly his favourite weapon is his ornate cutlass. As a warrior mage, Askel combines his offensive and defensive spells along with his prowess with his cutlass and in unarmed combat. Kia ora, my name's Pete and I'll be playing Nicholas in this episode. Nicholas is a common man and a mentat by profession. Um, that means he is a spell user and he uses spells from the mentalism realm. Nicholas is a quiet and sort of um, unassuming sort of fellow. He doesn't like to draw attention to himself. And there we go. All 13 of them. That's a big group of player characters. All 13 of them well introduced as you've just heard and seen. Now I'm going to hand over uh, again to the players to quickly answer a character development question which I, as mentioned before I sent out earlier in the week. And starting us off tonight is Anthony. Anthony, take it away please. So Askel's uh, question he's going to answer tonight is discuss an event where your character had to confront a choice between obeying a higher authority or asserting uh, their independence. Um, so for Askel it was uh, definitely obeying a higher authority and that comes back to his mistress um, who looked after him since uh, a young kid child 
Um, and he has to uh, follow a task every month uh, without fail. Um, an example of this was recently when it was getting very close to that month. Um, he had not yet carried out his task, um, but his mistress, with her many connections, found a way to remind him that uh, he needed to do uh, carry out that task, um, which he did. Gently, gently remind him. Yes. Who would you like to hear from? Uh, can I hear from... Hayden. Hello. Uh, yes. Uh, thank you. Um, I'll ask the questions about the um, mind control. Um, so how does your character feel about the use of magical compulsion or mind control? Uh, first up, Gray uh, would definitely, he's not a fan, <laughs> uh, especially after uh, they had uh, recently been trapped in a place called the in-between, uh, where there was one part uh, where he was trapped, uh, frozen in place by this terrifying monster um, that that controlled his mind. He couldn't do anything, and it was, it, I think it really freaked him out. He's, he's all about... Uh, personal freedom and uh, not being controlled so the idea that he couldn't control his own body or his own thoughts was really really scary for him um, so he's not a fan at all um, if it was used for a uh, like a just like a, a noble purpose I think he would allow it but he would not feel comfortable with it okay. um, and if it's um I think Tarquin would be fine with it he uh, you know he's the mind is is another just part of life and um you've got to use all of the resources at your disposal to to you know complete your ends and uh and he's he believes in what he's doing is right then you know do what you have to to get the right thing done there you go and uh thank you at extremely short notice i just before we came on camera um, me asking if you'd if you'd play someone else's character. Giles can't join us this week, and um, Aiden really appreciate you stepping up and jumping in and playing Tarquin. Thank you. No worries. I'll try and do him some justice. Excellent. Um, and I'd love to hear from Jada. Uh, Jada wants to answer the question: Discuss an event when your character had to confront a choice between obeying a higher authority and asserting their independence. Um, something awful happened once there was an innocent person that was going to get slaughtered in front of her and she really felt this feeling of she should obey what her gods would want her to do but she also knew that she also didn't want to do that because she knew it would ruin it for the party but luckily it just got killed anyway she didn't have to decide <laughs> but I think she's thought about it a lot <laughs> so she probably would tell the party if something like that's going to happen they, they should probably you know try like do it and she's not looking or you know just take that into account that if she sees that sort of stuff she might not be able to help herself you know like when they're eating pork maybe they should do it away <laughs> I'm here about <laughs> yeah get to the other room um, yeah 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 she does feel very divided okay but if she if, but if something happens and you know that's it oh well that's done she doesn't dwell on it past that right um can I pass to Keros Keros you bet Hi, so for Keros, um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, question is, how does your character perceive the concept of individual rights within society and do they advocate for personal freedoms or prioritise collective well-being? Um, so Keros Blesser hasn't had a lot of um, brain power to consider such large concepts. Um, grew up fairly sheltered, farming community, and then school, cloud club. Um, so it's never really been something she's thought about. Um, now with the party, there are some big decisions being made and sort of utilitarianism, the greater good for the greater number, is something that comes up frequently. And I think as she develops emotionally and with her powers, um, she is starting to grapple with that. I think ultimately, though, it will always come down to her moral compass. So um, individuals have the right to choose. They should have self-determination. Um, everyone should be equal. All of those lovely, lovely concepts. Um, and but at the same time society still needs to function and that means there's rules and and norms that need to be followed in order to be good citizens whether those norms impinge on human individual rights i think it's probably a little outside her scope but i think she would always go back to her moral compass is it good is it right does can she sleep at night okay yeah. Okay. Now, do you want me to answer for Demos? Sure. Um, so I and Pete are going to try our best to play Demos for an hour or so until Mason joins us. Sure thing. Thank you. Um, so Pete, jump in if you don't think I've got this right. Um, I'm going to answer the question about the mind control and how do you feel about magical compulsion and so on. Um, I think this may be a little intellectual for him, and that's not derogatory. <laughs> I don't think it's something he's had to grapple with, and I think he would stay away from a moral decision around it. Having said that, he is a moral being, yes, and he wants to do the right thing, and I think he'll either be led by the party, the majority, or I think if he was put on the spot, he would make a moral decision, and that might be, I don't support this. Okay. That's what I think. Pete, do tell me if, I've, if, if you think I'm off there. And I'll hand it over to well, well said. I think that's really well said. Thank you. Mm. Eight falls your support. Um, thank you. Um, so for life, um, the question is the one, um, how does your character perceive the concept of limited rights within society? Do they um, advocate personal freedoms or uh, prioritise to be Very similar answer to Geros, actually. He would say, yeah, he, he knows there's the need for laws and for um, collective well-being being prioritised, definitely. Um, and, yeah, he would entirely, you know, support all of that and is happy to do that himself. But, of course, there's the times in between the grey areas, the little cracks when people need to do things their way. And on an individual basis, yeah, pretty much like Kiros said, you need to be led by your own morals at some point and you just find a way. Um, to, to make things work so long as you can um, For Mathan, the question about um, how does she feel about magical compulsion and mind control, uh, she is a pragmatist. So long as it's not being used on her, she, if the, if the ends justify the means, it's, she's on the, the side of doing the mind controlling and it's, need, it's needed for her safety and survival, she's all for it. Cool. Um, for Nicholas, 
about um, personal freedoms uh, versus uh, prioritizing collective well-being in society. Um, he is a bit more um, conservative in his beliefs. Yep. So he thinks that the state does have the right to tell us what to do. He is all for us all towing party lines and all that sort of thing. But of course, he doesn't always do that. And he does think that the people who are intelligent enough to find their own way and uh, can cover their tracks and can just slip, <laughs> slip between those tracks, if they, if they can do it safely and if they've got the intelligence to make it work, then, well, uh, yeah, it's not about not, not money. He doesn't, he doesn't like the corruption in society particularly. But it's about, it's about intelligence of people who can, can do things cleverly to find their ways around the rules, and then they're welcome to. Askel, um, uh, bef before you, just sorry, Pete, just before you jump on to yeah. uh, someone else, Askel, <clears throat> um, there's a book that you might be aware of that uh, your mistress has written that you might want to share with Nicholas. Can you remember the title? I will in two seconds. One moment. Uh, I'm just testing. Um, Pop in and chat or mention it later on the game. Don't worry about it. But uh, just interesting, interesting um, alignment of thinking there for a little bit. Uh, sorry, Pete, I interrupted you. Who would you like to hear from, please? No, no, no at all. I think we've heard from someone apart from Graham. Am I, I right? Yeah, I think you might be right. Yep. I've Graham. Well, question: How does your character perceive the concept of individual rights within society, and do they advocate personal freedoms, priorities, collective well-being? I think that's probably the most pivotal question we've ever had to ask, big, uh, answer, because we're kind of locked in this battle between some neo-Marxist group who obviously, on paper at least, prioritise collective well-being um, and represent the, uh, an old order, yet many of the characters really are outside that old order and are very odd champions. For, the society as it stands so it's quite a it's an interesting one that actually it's because it, 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 it really it's challenges all our motivations for doing what we're doing here and trying to achieve but um i think the most straightforward one is probably tenure uh from the uh twilight party uh she's born into the old order um and that's you know that's the way it is she's she's born to privilege some some are some aren't some rise to the top some are stepped on and you know that's some are born to lead others follow and that's just the way of things um she's not particularly empathetic um it's a shame that the poor suffer but you know what can you do you know that's just the way life is um and yet weirdly she's rebelled against all that and stepped outside of societal norms and has taken off to live this life of adventure outside of all that so there's a there's definitely a conflict there but all, all that kind of conservative thinking is definitely that's what she was brought up with and she sort of rebelled against it she probably wouldn't think anything more of it than that to be honest and think that actually yes what what the the order of this world and the kings and the religions and the, the governments and the, the structures of society is worth fighting for but she probably hasn't dwelt any any much more than that uh, Whereas if you move around, there are other characters I've got. You, you move on to someone like Severin, who also would respect the, um, the order. I mean, he's kind of an ex-military man. He sort of sees the need for discipline. Uh, you know, there are kings and they must be followed and there is governments and, and there is the law of the land. But he is a lot more empathetic to people. 
and probably if you you know he, if you got him on the topic he would you know wish there was a he'd be, be more concerned about the suffering in this in this world but he's also an adventurer and he has his he forges his own path and sometimes he has difficult decisions to make not least in taking up this mission we're on now with a Mormon who really are a complete bunch of bastards um, and yet you know we've, we feel we need to do this because to, to try and defeat some higher uh, to, to beat a common enemy but um, he's pretty conflicted by the whole thing and I mean they're on this mission he'll see it through he sees the threat to society and, and, and doesn't want to see it all torn down but he will be sort of slightly more open to I guess a more progressive way of thinking probably wouldn't be framed in that way and then as we kind of move on to someone like Etienne um, interestingly he would probably simply if he actually sat down and, and talked to someone from the TTP and who was sort of more philosophical uh, they might have things to agree about uh, you know in the sense that he his belief is to challenge oppressors you know those who seek to enslave or prejudice <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, terrible cough. <clears throat> Sorry. What? What's that? Traitor! <coughs> hey! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? On here. <laughs> what? What's that? Did you not they hear me? Coughed, coughed oh. traitor. What? Traitor? Who is? Etienne sitting down for a cup of tea with the TPV. <laughs> Oh, but I'm saying if he did, in terms of a philosophical conversation, he might have some sympathy with tearing down those who enslave people and have prejudices, censor uh, and control, and a you know, traitor. And, a traitor. Oh, I've found the traitor. We've found the traitor in our <laughs> uh, Bear with me. He, he's, he's always there to spare life wherever possible. So. You know, he would fiercely defend prejudice of race, gender, class, sexuality, all that stuff. So he would probably, in modern terms, be described as a, a socialist. He probably wouldn't be, a, you know, possibly even a Marxist. But what he's not is obviously he is, his life is all about following his religion. And the TTP are all about tearing down the gods too, or seemingly. And his goddess has sent him here to defeat. The TTP, and that's what he is going to do because that's that's what he does. He follows his the will of the goddess. Uh, but it's an interesting one, I have to say, because I have thought about that in terms of you know. But on the other hand, as is mostly the way with any radical socialist or radical right wing organisation, they're just really a bunch of bastards at the end of the day, and actually, usually, not led. Often they they're extreme. Their views are so extreme. They kind of find up excuses to get around them and just they might talk about society being equal but at the end of the day they end up just as dictatorial as as, as any right-wing ruler so the, the the i mean for instance you know they want to get rid of magic but christ how much do these people use magic it's just laughable so you know there's there's a sort of you know the 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 the, the, the reality is quite different from their high ideals i think of the ttp um Nyathlon, meanwhile, again, really, uh, she's all about, you know, she's following the voices in her head, um, but has no real love, really, of, it's certainly, you know, society's never done her any favours, and she's lived outside it, so she, but I mean, obviously, she's all about her own personal freedom, but in terms of the old order, what's it ever done for her, really? 
the only thing she, again it's there's the religion is the, the thing that's keeping her in the game here she believes that her her goddess is is driving her on and uh so you know and then touching on another question there between asserting independence and high authority you know she will always go to the higher authority of her goddess and and sometimes her goddess i mean her goddess speaks to her all the time there's the voices in her head and you know once she was going about business in the village and the, and, and saw a, a village leader who was being very unpleasant to to a woman and her goddess said no you must seek out and kill that person so in the middle of the night she got up walked walked 10 miles across cross country climbed into his house snuck through there found him found him sleeping there cut his throat jumped out the window and ran away again because well what do you got to do that's what you've got to that, that's the voice in the head that's what her goddess clearly wanted her to do it says she just follows those voices so that, anyway to sum up there it's such a mixed bag and um yeah it's an interesting one the 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 the, the thought of the where these characters actually fit where they just sit down and think about what's at stake anyway i'll shut up i've gone on too long excellent um fantastic well extremely well introduced all and i and i think um that was probably one of the most interesting and insightful uh set of answers to the questions that i send send out that we've had so far i don't know if you've noticed guys but questions aren't necessarily random sometimes they are sometimes they're not so very very perceptive of you graham very perceptive um one quick comment on acronyms uh, for for both players and listeners. Uh, TPP, Turong People's Party, UPP, United Peasants Party. So if you think of, and then the last one is TICOS, which is the Turong Committee of State Security. So if you want to frame that kind of up a little bit, there's this nation that many of you grew up hearing about called Turang and but certainly for the northerners and most most of the party not all but many of the party are northerners have heard about this kind of you know bogeyman kind of state that is somewhere to the south and is full of these radical people that want to tear down all religion get rid of most if not all magic but certainly certainly um, God magic, definitely, and want to get rid of wealth. And all of you have kind of heard about this bogeyman state, and then suddenly it's become a lot more real. And that state is called Turang. So you have the Turang People Party, which is like the political party inside Turang, the United Peasants Party, which is like the global movement. You'd almost say it's like the uh in our world like the the socialist workers party across you know globally and then you have the turang committee of state security or TCOS, which is the state state security both internal and external for turang so basically uh, a combination of the fbi and the cia combined a little bit like the kgb really perhaps anyway there we go well introduced some really really fascinating fascinating answers there and as the layers of the onion and this story come off and believe it or not they are coming off piece by piece 
some of these questions and some of your insights and some of these questions are particularly interesting. Thank you very much. Can I please hand over to uh, Pete to uh, give us a very, very quick run through of what happened previously? Sure, uh, sure, sure thing. Thanks, Chris. Um, so, um, we are on Jewel Island. We are trying to stop the shipment of arms from the um, the Ticos Cave at the bottom of the cliff. Um, our last session started um, with us preparing to uh, fire at uh, the enemy on the cliff. Uh, we were just sort of getting in position. We'd, sort of, we'd split the party. Neathanil and um, Tarquin had gone further up the, up the coast. The majority of the party were sort of, um, a couple of archers had gone to a rock sort of in the middle, and um, Mithan and Severin had run back the way we'd come from to try and shoot at these three baddies um, from a different direction. Um, uh, stuff started to happen. So Mithan and Severin came across a tripwire, so they couldn't get into position in, in a hurry because they wanted to set the trap off, so that delayed them from taking their shots at the people on the ledge. Um, they, the people on the ledge, there was a horn that was sounded from the further up in the cave, so from sort of their, where the rest of their, their group is, and it was, um, there was an answering reply from the people on the ledge who were going to fire at, and they started to move. So that, that meant Tanya had to fire precipitously before um, Grey was in place, or Nathaniel and Sybil were in place. We got a couple of shots off at them, but I don't know, we did, we did them terribly much damage, and they seemed to be moving out of our range. Um, further up, near, nearer the cave, Tarquin and uh, Neathel heard, saw, uh, some sort of spider creature. A large half-spider, half-man creature that was very um, agile and running up the cliff face. Um, and other people in the, uh, who were sort of waiting in the centre of the, uh, the area um, also saw this. So uh, we've regrouped um, pretty much there. Tarquin and Neathan will have run back down. Um, we're regrouping and we find out the form defensive line expecting this sort of spider monster to come and set upon us. Only people who sort of aren't, aren't sort of twigged to that is um, Severin and uh, Nathan who are still trying to set off a trap. Excellent. As always, Pete, fantastically, um, fantastically summed up. The only two things to note was uh, Tarquin also came under bowfire. Uh, from two people here. One here, you can see on screen, the second person here. And a number of characters saw these these people, I think the characters were here, saw these people uh, coming down on ropes, uh, basically directly down here. Uh, the other last thing that happened, some of you weren't aware of it, but there was a person at the end of a rope here, Tarquin, rushed up and shot, he put two arrows into them, and the second arrow last session was fatal, and put an arrow through that person, and they fell 20 foot down. Not necessarily the rest of you know that, but there we go. Uh, so there we go. Um, well introduced, as always, Pete. Any any qualifying questions before we kick it off, and we're going to go into into rounds? Any Anything people want to know? Anything that's not clear? Please let me know. Once. I'm sorry, where, whereabouts is Tarquin now? Just to double check? Sure. Yep. Uh, so Tarquin is uh, in the process of, we'll, we'll start with him. I'll put him actually here. Uh, here. 
um, mm. he's he's run back and basically at the end of this round we'll say he had joined the end of the battle oh, line and we'll come to where the battle line is in a second oh yeah I'll I'll, I'll do this now actually um, uh, Graham you had very uh, handily put together a um, a lineup of where the characters are looks like uh, we go up a bit where are we oh and I'm in the wrong channel No, I was in the right channel. There we go. Uh, that's where you'd, you'd uh, position people. Um, what I've done on, on, on screen is try as best I can to replicate that. Um, the reason these characters are here is because if I do this and do this... Oops, didn't happen there. But uh, in some cases, that's not going to happen for me. In some cases, they there they go like that. They disappear through the very stone themselves. So, I am assuming, unless you tell me to the contrary, that these characters aren't in, uh, they're, they're in that order, roughly that order. Um, Kiros is perhaps a little bit a little bit further back, perhaps back here. Um, there she goes. She's just fallen down. Uh, but rather than being here, they are in fact positioned here. So I know that. You guys know that. Um, it's just simply because of a, a flaw in the map that allows them to go, to go through. Oh, to, to be honest, um, unless people feel differently, I think their intention was to go where you put them. Oh, okay. And just be a bit more evenly spaced. Oh, right. But I suppose the point was that we that, that Karos was going to be back a bit so she could fire her bow but not be on the front line, and, and Jada was out of the way. I think that's where we, we oh. essentially oh, left right. it. And the others would be lined up in a, in a, evenly in a row. All right, great. Cool. Okay. So, so done. Can I just unless anyone else feels differently. I th I'll just add that would be angled more. Yep. So uh, instead of being straight across, the the right hand end would be yeah. So going across as a diagonal, so Leif wouldn't move. Leif would yeah. You know, Leif would stay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's that was that was my thinking yeah. too. Okay, cool. Great. Done. Oh, there we go. Excellent. Okay. Anything else, guys, before we start the game? Nope. Oh, let's start the game. Initiative, straight off, uh, Neathanol. I'm going to say tail end of last rounds and kind of in, in, a, in a couple of rounds in between. Um, you guys were, uh, or you guys, the, the characters were um, putting themselves uh, into the correct place. And, um, and we'll even put on the sound of battle on the background because we are into rounds. So, um, kind of in the intervening time, uh, Neathanol, you've moved up and you've positioned yourself uh, here. What are you doing? Um, I think, yeah, she'll nudge, or she'll prepare. Yep. Um, and she'll sort of move forward so she's level with um, the, the Etienne and whoever that is standing next to Etienne. Cool, done. Uh, all right. Okay, cool. Keros, you've moved up into formation. You're you're there-ish or somewhere around there. You can position yourself where you see fit. But uh, what are you doing? Um, she has her <coughs> excuse me bow and arrow 
ready, she'll just hold. Okay. Just as a heads up, um, having quite generous with the amount of time that your bow and arrows collectively, all of you, have been in the rain, I haven't uh, increased the fumble range on them, but much longer for those that are using weapons, suddenly the fumble range will increase because your bowstrings have got wet and harder to use and the and their bows become potentially useless a bit a bit later on. Not now, but it, potentially it's coming. So just as a heads up. Noted. Thanks, Geros. Uh, Gray. So Gray, you're up on the rocks. Uh, I just just simply didn't move you, um, but you're up standing next to Tanya. There is an avatar or a figure that um, that um, Leif created about. Oops. About hereish. There we go. Uh, you're seeing these three people moving down one of the two of these people moving down quite rapidly gray what are you doing please uh he's intending to fire at them um but maybe try and move slightly further away from where that uh, little dancing figure is yep. to try and take some of the bow fire away and he's just going to try and pop up and just take a shot sure so i'm going to ask you and i, and I can't remember uh I, I you fired once and and then you reloaded Reloading a, you can reload a light crossbow. Mm-hmm. At, oh, you were reloading fully, weren't you? Yeah. Which means that you fire, you've certainly reloaded he, one round. Yeah, Re he had fired though. I think he had fired last time. Yep. So, no, the, no, the time, I think he had, the time, yeah, before, I think he had, the, the time before he had fired. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So he was reloading last round because Neathanol has shot, Tanya has shot twice. Yes. So he can reload uh, for 20% this round and fire for this round if he wishes. Uh, yeah, because I think time's of the essence of those guys. They're kind of moving pretty sure. fast. So he just wants to take as much damage, give them as much damage as he can. Okay. Who was, who was your proposed target? Your options um, include... Um, there was one that was already pretty much dead, right? Uh, the Ethel had put two arrows into uh, this guy... This guy... Yeah, or this person here, I should say. Your other options yeah. are um, this person and this person. Which one's in the middle? Uh, this one's in the middle. Yeah, probably go for that one, and go for the one in the middle, and ideally, if he misses that one, maybe hits one of the other two. Okay. Give me a shot, please. Oh, will do. Oh, goodness. Someone's not having fun. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, two? That. <laughs> that is definitely... A fumble. Yeah, yeah. Give me your roll, please. Don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot. That's 17? Off. 17. Okay. Yeah. You lose your grip to get... Uh, no, whoops. Lose your grip. Um, you elect not to attack. Good choice. Okay. Uh, you still have a load of bow, bow, though, next round. Great. Lucky. Very, very lucky. Woo. That screen put him off, you know? Yeah, it did, totally. Totally. Uh, Jada, you are standing here. Uh, 
I'm just gonna stay there and this is somewhere a bit safer. Kind of. No, not really. Uh... No, I'll stay there. Okay. Uh, next up is Etienne. Etienne, you are here. Um, he's been preparing. Yes. Uh, and I guess he'll just stay where he is and hold. Okay. Um, incidentally, um, how far away is um, Karios from him? About 20 foot, 25 foot. Um, so he'll say, um, he'll shout to them that he's, yeah, he's, he's intention is to cast inspirations that, he, that they'll be familiar with before but they need to be within 20 foot of him so just to be if everyone can make sure they're about 20 in within 20 foot of him they'll all get some bonuses so it's worth their while plus 10 plus 10 yeah they will like a good plus 10 okay cool chilly noted okay uh next up cool see how he goes okay wow uh Severin next up oddly enough okay uh, I think he's ready with his grappling hook isn't he um so standing well back outside the shelter mm -hmm. um with the grappling hook on his rope he'd like to uh throw it through the trap okay so this is an all-or-nothing um, medium maneuver. It's based on your agility. Uh, you either succeed or you fail with catching catching it. Um, give me a roll, please. Um, just trying to think. Um, yeah, hang on. Sixty-one. Sorry, what, what was that? Sixty-one. Yeah. I should have really asked if he had a disarm trap skills, but never mind. Um, plus, what's his agility, please? Uh, agility is plus 14. Okay. Um, yeah, bang on. Uh, you, you throw it. It's a, it's a reasonable throw. It's bang on, kind of not a great throw, not a, not a good throw, not a bad throw. 50% chance. 50 or under, and you've, you've managed to hook onto the, the wire. Eighteen. Eighteen. Perfect. Yeah. Um, good. Good throw, Severin. You uh, chuck it out, right distance, reel it back in, and it's it's taut. You haven't pulled it yet. It's taut on the wire. What do you do? Um. Well, he'd like to trigger it, um, but he doesn't want to be dragged off the cliff by it. Okay. So um, I guess. He'll give it a, a tug, but if, if there's any tension... I mean, obviously, there's not much, probably not that much tension on it. If he meets significant resistance, uh, he would let the rope go, if that makes sense. Yep, sure thing. Uh, a question, please. You and Mithan currently on the mapper here. The, mm. If you remember, the, the opening out of this cleft of rock was... It's not on this map because the map wouldn't behave, but it's kind of here-ish. Uh, where, where would you like to be standing? Oh, as far back as possible. Back here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, um, 
Actually, Mathan would go in a different direction. Okay, where would Mathan go? So, so um, we know that there's a safe path and traps towards the bottom of the screen because that's where we came from, through the rock gap, so she would go that way just in case this trap involves something in that place, so one of them is going to be... Yeah, just, just away. Yeah. So that she... line! <laughs> that that line! Doesn't trust you. Alright. That, that line, Chris, the yeah. diagonal line that was sort of... It, what is that? Oh, it's just a mark on the map. Alright, it's not a kind of drop no. or anything. No, 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 no. Okay, um, so, uh, what's my best sound effect? Um, kind of isn't one, really. Uh, you hook your grappling hook around at Severin. You reel it back in so it's taut. You glance across at Nathan and, go, and give you give her kind of the nod. It's like, are we good? And Nathan goes, yeah, we're good. And I'm really good because I'm standing well and truly out of the way. And Severin, you take a deep breath, gulp, and you yank. Short, sharp tug, ready to let go, if necessary, on the rope. As soon as you do that, um, the, the there's an, a slight resistance, very slight resistance, on the line. And then there is just this cacophony of noise, of stones, that come smashing down directly, I'll see if I can find, yes I can, uh, here we go, perfect, you can see my cursor, so the, you can see, you can see the image on the screen, the trip line mm -hmm. yes. went across like that with my cursor, when you pulled it, something was released, and a large section of what looked to be boards and bits of planks of wood and a large number of some pretty heavy stones have come hurtling down and smashed uh, themselves onto the path and onto that narrow ledge. Had someone been standing there and had not been aware of this, there was a very good chance they would have got hit by a rock and an even better chance that they would have plummeted off and down least 80 or 90 foot straight down the rocks clatter and roll down the boards collapse and then there's quiet it's the end of your turn Tarquin That's great. Sorry, yes. Hello. <laughs> um, what is that I'm doing? What did he do? Uh, I mean, he would definitely. He's so he's got a short sword and he's got a and a, and a but also a bow. So, but I think he'd probably want to get his bow out and ready. Sure. Uh, and he'd probably want to move. A bit closer to where some action might be. Okay. So that he can get a good shot. Okay. So he, he already had his bow out. He, he ran with it because he'd been sniping people. Um, ah. Okay. Uh, where, where, where would he... Where, where would you like to put him? Sorry. In which way are we facing... We saw the action. Like, I'm just getting a bit confused. Yeah, sure. So the cave is down this end. Right. Um, 
he just want to get into a position where he can see someone. Uh, so maybe a bit closer to the front. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Moves, moves up there. Yep. Oh, thank you. With an arrow on the and string, ready to go. With, with an arrow on the string, opportunity kind of actiony. Also, just you know, he's he wants to be aware of his surroundings. Cool. He's having a yeah. Done. He's got a yeah. Good, good, yep. Oh. Okay. Um. Tanya Gray, you see uh, this man here. Is some kind of how do I oh yeah look at that there's my wee thing look at that love that can you see that that chap there had taken an arrow previously and he was um either an arrow or, or some whistling action uh and he was definitely looking a bit staggered but he's kind of shrugged it off and he's gone gone he's he has managed to move down it's a very narrow slippery little ledge that these three are trying to traverse and it's raining, but he has managed to do a really good job. One more round, and he's out of view. Um, and the same for this guy here. One more round, he's out of view. Uh, next up, Askel. Okay. You go around. Can you pan out a bit? Quite that far, but uh, zoom, zoom. Um, he, he, um, he just wants to move around. So if you zoom back in somewhat closer to them, but not too close. Oh, yeah. Cool. So he just wanted to uh, fan out a bit more to his right. Coming. Yeah, incoming for wood. Not about, about right? Uh, yeah, probably a bit more to his right and a little bit more forward. There? Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll do. Cool. And he's, um, got his cutlass out. Cool. Life. Um, Life will, uh, He'll move forward a little bit, just so down a little bit. Yep, just he's heard um, Etienne, and so he wants to still be within Kui of Etienne's thing. Okay. Um, uh, and he will move the phantasm. Okay. He'll move the phantasm right next to As well to very near As Askel. Okay. Um, let me just find. Uh... Yes, <laughs> that big. Maybe not. Maybe not that big. Um, oh, it's just great. Going the way of the cross the road as well. Why are we hearing fighting? Because we're in rounds. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Okay, I'm not going to shrink him down, but he's he's uh, he's down. Is that, is that about right, Pete? Yep, sounds good. Sounds cool. good. And the idea is just that, that that's just another target for whatever. Cool. Thank you. Yep. 
goods. Uh, Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas will like to attack the one that is already out of sight. Whistle, whistle. Um, they're not quite. So this one, this one. Oops. This one, these two, that one there, and then that one yeah. there will yeah. be out of sight um, in one more round. This guy and here appears to be stunned or certainly incapacitated in some way. Oh, okay, so but still inside of the archers. Yes, all three are in. Oh, okay. All three are inside of the archers currently. One more round, and that one there, and yeah, gotcha. that one there will definitely move out of range. This guy here definitely seems to have. He's taken two of Tanya's arrows, and he's not looking too great. Cool. Uh, the whistling will have a go at the uh, the guy in the middle, the big guy. Sure. Done. Roll, please. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine with a ninety. Yep. Uh. Yeah, again, um, three and an A. Roll the A grapple, please. Say again. Oh, 56, five, uh, six. Five, six, thanks, Pete. Uh, glancing blow on back. Um, you definitely have the initiative over this person. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, he's slightly winded or damaged or something. Yeah, you've, you've hit him. He doesn't look stunned, but yeah, you've, you've knocked him. Uh, Tanya. Thank you. Uh, Tanya would like to take a snapshot, please. Sure. Who's the target? Um, I guess the middle one. Same one that, that uh, the whistling just hit? Go for it. Forty-two, and it's uh, snap using a plus ten uh, non-magical arrow, so that's one hundred and sixteen. Yep, but it's a snapshot, which is negative. Yep. Uh, uh, which negative? Remind me, please. Twenty-five. Thank you. The longbow. Yep. Thank you. Um. Still a, a pretty respectable nine on the C puncture. Roll the C, please. This could be a killing shot. Come on, Tanya. Seventy-two. Nice. Uh, yeah, you you hit him in the lower leg. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely not good. Another five hits. And he's looking pretty unsteady. And I'm going to say, with, with a shot like that, particularly in his leg, maybe not in his arm, I wouldn't do it, but particularly in his leg, I'm going to ask for a moving maneuver for this person. Um, I'll roll it. I'll roll it on his next turn, actually, because he's already active this round. But can you remind me when I get up to... I I'll remember when we get up to him. That he's got to make a maneuver based on your last shot to keep his feet and not plummet 80 foot down the cliff. Okay. How wide is the pathway? 
Uh, it varies. Um, in some places it's uh, up to four to five foot. In some places it's down to barely a foot wide. Um, it's really treacherous. And in some places you would need quite a considerable maneuver roll to get down it. It does get better the lower down you go. And also, uh, again going back to these images, you can see there with some of the switchbacks, they're actually protected by the rock itself. So coming this way, if they get down far enough, there's definitely places for them to hide, which are completely obscured from the direction that you, you guys are from. So in other words, then, depending on where they move to, they may be completely and utterly out of your field of vision. Uh, but if you zoom into that, whoops, you can't zoom into that image, but some of, some of the paths, some of the parts of the paths are really narrow, some of them are wider. Uh, next up is uh, Mithan. Mithan, you've just seen um, Severin yank on this uh, rope and a bunch of rocks have come hurtling down and spilled off over the edge uh, with this drop. What do you do? Uh, she, is, uh, she is intending to go up and look out of it. I don't think she'll... She'll love to get a chance to fire if she can, but she'll be more cautious. Um, is it, and with the rocks on the ledge, is it safe for her to do that? Um... Yes. Yeah, she's fine. But the, no, nothing... No major rocks have, have um, remained on the ledge. There's enough... There's no de debris on the edge. Uh, the distance that we put her at was some way off. She would need to move uh, about 40 foot to get out onto the ledge. Just give me a second. My calculator. So she could move at one point. One. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so she could, she's got base movement rate of 65, so yep. if she moves at one and a half, that's 90, 95 foot. So 40 foot is less than half of that, so she'll be able to move 40 foot and still do a missile attack. I love it when yep. players do the calculations. Thank you, Pete, and yes, you're right. Okay, cool. So Mithan, um, you move through, your bow has been drawn the entire time. I'm not going to place a character there because it's going to go all to hell. But you come out here. What I am going to show you is this image here. So she comes out here. There's a pretty unnerving drop all the way down. You know, 80, 90 foot straight down as described. And you can see there where my cursor is. The path is very, very narrow there. Over where, uh, looking out, Pete, um, I'd ask her to make... No, look, she knows the direction in which she should be looking. If she didn't know the direction that she'd be looking, I'd ask for a orientation roll or a perception roll or whatever. Um, she, she does know. She's already... She's had it described to her. I'm going to be fair enough to say that you just look out because you know which direction. Um, these two people have moved. They are no longer in sight. So you'll see there at the very end, it's hard to make out on this image. I'll see if I can show you on another one. Yes, there we go. Um, this slopes and these two people here have gone down and down the slope. They are out of Mithan's field of vision. This person here was the first one that Tanya hit. 
and they're standing there. They are half covered up to their waist. So they're negative 50, uh, or they're negative 50 for hard cover. But you can take the shot at them if you wish. That's your only target that you can see. Oh, she'll shoot. Okay. <laughs> That's been a long time coming. <laughs> just coming. Good to go. Uh, just a second. 24. Uh, make a roll, please. 79. That's a good roll. <laughs> um, half hard, so negative 50 to your shot. And that was a 79. They don't get much of a DB. They get a little bit, but not much. They, they're very nervous about the, the edge. Um, range is neither a positive nor a negative. You don't get frontal surprise. Even with all that told, that's a very, very convincing 17 and an e-puncture, my fun. Roll the e-puncture. Ooh, 69, dude. 69. Yeah. Um, strike to a shoulder. And, yes, absolutely screams in pain. Bleeding. And if they're not stunned after that, you don't know if they ever will be. Um, and... Have they acted yet? Just check. No. So on their action, which is coming up, they will need to make a maneuver check to keep their feet, because that was a hard, hard shot on them to see if they take a tumble. Oh. Thank you. Uh, nice shooting, Mitha. Um, next up is that guy who does that. Okay. Uh, Demos. Demos is in line. Alex, what, what's Demos doing? Oh, that's me! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he's just going to stand there and look handsome. Okay. Um, I imagine he's got his shield and spear. Mm -hmm. He's got a spear, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think Demos would just stay where he is, to okay. be honest. Okay. Let's just rise. Maybe a perception roll? Oh, okay, no, yeah. Um, he... Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm not supposed to say. Sorry. Oh, well, we're both we're both playing someone we don't know. Can I perceive? Sure you can. Give me a roll. Okay. He rolled a 73. 73, thank you. Okay, and his bonuses, please. That's what, sorry? Oh, sorry. 50. 5-0. 5-0. Thanks, Pete. Uh, nothing. Here, uh, Demos doesn't see or, or hear anything, particularly untoward. Moving on. Um, it is the chap that you just shot, Mithun. Um, I'm going to ask from him to make a hard maneuver roll. Uh, not to not to stagger back or potentially lose his footing or something. I'm going to roll it in the open. This is all or nothing. Exclamation mark. Uh, space D100. 
We're on 92. Done, right? Yeah, I got that. Oh, and he's in quite cumbersome armor. Very cumbersome armor. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I've taken that into account, Pete, by making it a, a hard. So mm. all over it. Thanks very much. Uh, so he needs to roll a. Yeah. Um, Fifty or less, and and he is good in his opinion. Fifty or above, and he's in trouble! Exclamation mark! Ah, space D one hundred. He's fine. So, Mithan's arrow found him, hit him, rocked him back, but he kind of steadied himself on the rock ledge. I mean, he's bleeding heavily. He's not in a good way, but he didn't fall. Uh Wingy, Wingy is out doing a doing a thing, having a look around, and then yep, that, that is the end of the round. Initiative, rolling initiative for the next round. Uh, the Ethel. Anything for you or pass? Uh, continues to prepare. Mm -hmm. uh, can you? Sorry, would you mind just zooming? I just want to see what's in front. Uh, right, I think she might mention to Etienne that. If he's looking to make a long, long bow attack, that he's got some, maybe some trees that might impede him in front. But uh, other than that, she'll keep she'll keep preparing. Cool. Okay, done. Thank you, uh, Jada. I'll just get my quarter staff out just in case. Uh, fair to say, with the quarter staff, you always have it out. But yep, Julie noted. <laughs> Julie noted. Cool. Oh, here we go. Okay, it's fine. Uh, mm. Right, the one that uh, Tanya hits, uh, same, I'm going to ask for a hard manoeuvre to, uh, to keep his DB. He's wearing much less cumbersome armour, uh, so for him I'm going to say it's a medium manoeuvre. Exclamation mark, R, space, D100. 42, not great, but not awful. Okay, he has got to make 57. Yeah, not great odds. Uh, he's the same. He's got a 50% 50 ch 50 chance of having a problem or not. Again, if he rolls under 50, he's fine. If above 50, he's got a problem. He may not fall necessarily, but let's see what happens. Ooh. So. Uh, it's not good. A 72. So he gets... He gets hit and slips. 75% chance of falling. Again. 75 or under, and he definitely falls. Exclamation mark, R uh, space, D100. Uh, if he rolls over 75, he's good. Does. Just at the nick of time. Catches himself, just but he slips and goes down on one knee. 
hurts himself definitely and you think from that impact and that stagger if he's not stunned a bit more um, he certainly should be didn't fall though um, can I just check, uh, Nicholas has initiative over him, can Nicholas do his attack before he gets to move? Uh, is he going to move? I don't think he is going to move. Uh, give me a roll, please, Pete. Just so you, you had the initiative last round, this is acting on something that happened to him last round. So you didn't get to act on him first this round, if that makes sense. So this, I think it's here. Yep, sequence went. Sequence went. Um, oh, I got your, you. your attack, then Tanya's attack. The effect of Tanya's attack happens first, and then Nicholas gets initiative over him. Got, got you. Yeah, got give me, you. Give me a roll. Yep. Uh, rolled 44. Uh, Yeah, not having a great day out. You're on a 44. Yep. Cool. Yet again. Um, three and an A. Roll the A. Five. Again, Pete, you're missing... Each time you speak, the very beginning of your word gets missed. What was that, please? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. 55. Five, five. five. Thank you. Um... Yeah, again, you have the initiative next round, and again, he seems to be staggered or stunned or, or something. It's not, not in great shape. Uh, next up, Etienne. Anything for you, or say this guy? Say this quote. Um, oh. Oh. Just, yeah. Uh, same there. Yeah. Oh. Oh, perception. Perception, for what it's worth. Uh, 10 or 30. 30, please. Roll. 92. 92. And it's bonus. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, 51. Uh, can you guys see? Oh, but he's particularly wanting to hear. Okay. As well. Um, you hear and you see nothing of interest other than what you've already seen and heard. Uh, next up, Askel. Uh, just holding. Oh. Because Gallus out, just perceiving, just seeing. Coming at us. Done. Thank you. Um, this person here, that uh, one there, um, moves out of immediate bow shots, bow fire, whatever range. They're out of your field of view, both grey and um, and tenure. Uh, next up is Keros. Anything for you, Keros? Uh, do you mind just pointing her out again? Sorry. 
What's that dancing octopus man? I can't hear you. Can you speak up, please? The dancing octopus man? This guy here? Yeah. That one, that one there is Leif's, um, not that large, is Leif's phantasm. Right, yes. Okay, so still there. Okay, no, just holding. Nothing okay. new. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Nicholas. Oh, Nicholas has been. Yes, thank you. Uh, Gray is next. Gray, you fumbled last time. You have a loaded crossbow. Yep, uh, he'd like to try and shoot that guy that, or like, slipped. Uh, there's... Oh, this this one... here. Yeah, he'd like to finish him off if he can. Okay, yeah, give me a roll, please. Will do. Sixty. Say again? Six, zero, sixty. Wham. Um, and light crossbow of 65. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a um, that's a good shot, Gray. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's where's my bow? Whack. Thirteen and a deep puncture, Gray. Roll the critical. Nice. Alright. Forty. Forty. Four mm -hmm. zero. Uh yeah, kind of glancing shots. Um bleeding uh even more even more than he was before. Um gonna make it slippery for him as well isn't it he is gonna make it slippery that was a yeah. again i'm gonna ask him to make a um a, an attempt not to fall off however uh that wasn't a particularly serious shot the critical wasn't very serious so i'm gonna say this is a light maneuver for him okay. uh, and i'm not gonna roll it in the open because i've done a few already oh that's interesting however Is that him screaming? Uh, it could be, because he didn't roll well. <laughs> he rolled a 13. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got a 60% chance of, of potentially slipping. So the way it would work is he'd then see if he slips, potentially slips. Um, 60 or under, and he's fine. Exclamation mark R space D100. 60 or above and he's got a problem. He's fine. Ah. Boom. Boom. But you hit him. Boom. But you hit yep. him. He's having a particularly bad day. Mm. Uh, next up is... Yep. Cool. Uh, Tarquin. Yes. Um, is he close enough to Idiom that he gets that uh, little magic 10 plus bonus? Yeah, yeah he's right next to him. Okay, good. Just he just wants to make sure that he's nice and close, um, and definitely would like to do some general perception. Yeah, give me a roll. You do. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Mm -hmm. Thirty-five. Quite, quite a high perception. What is it's, it? It's uh, ninety. Oh no, no, that's not it. Ooh. General position plus 90. 90, wow, he is good. Um, yeah. I, he's, he's sniffing, he's looking, he's listening mm. to his 
utmost. He's listening and sniffing his wee heart out, but no, nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nah. Next time. Next time. Cool. Uh, fun. Um, good shooting. Uh, she'd like to snapshot that person again. Sure thing. Uh, yes, you'd have to because you moved. You're right. Thank you. Give me your roll. Ah, 33. 33. Uh, cover was 50. Not not as good, but still still a hit. That's 9 on a B puncture. Roll the B, please. Forty-nine. How do you want to do this, my fun? Between the shoulder blades, please. <laughs> thwack. Uh, um, thwack. Um, very, very, very dead. And, uh, I mean, he, he, she, it, you don't know if it's a he or a she, is dead before they hit the rocks down below. Cool. Thwack. Nice. Right, four, four, four arrows in them. Yeah. At least four, right? Yeah. Or glancing <laughs> shots, at least. Um, yeah. Uh, killed. Fifth level. Sorry, was that five? Five. Fifth level. Thank you. Nice work. Can she do a snap perception, please? The 10% left she's yes. got. Um, she's wanting to, yeah, just sort of assist, assess up the cliff. I'm wanting to see if she can spot the bow people and um, anything else. So she's that. That's kind of her angle, her field of view. Yep. Give me a roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, eighty. Eighty. This could be yeah, really good. It could be really bad. Oh, can you roll again, please? Let's see fairies. Maybe. Uh, 27. Oh, and her perception, please. Uh, 83. 83, wow, she's very good. All right, Pete, um, I'm going to put some stuff into the chat. It may or may not be real, of course. You may or may not have seen this. Uh, it'll take me a second or two to do that. Going into Mathan's chat in just a second. Uh, it'll have to be in the hero chat, of course, yes. thing uh, 
again, just coming. Mm. Um, that was a really interesting roll feat. Give me a second or two. Just coming, just coming, just coming. Show you on screen, Pete. Yep, it's coming. Okay. So you can see the you can see the screen. You can see the screen, Pete. Yeah. The map. Yep. So right. kind of kind of yep. around around here-ish. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yep. All right. That is Mathanston. Um, uh, can she say th three words? Uh, you should have to yell them because she's seventy foot away from seven. True. She'll, she'll just she'll just um, point and and say you know mouth what fuck or give him a horrified face. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Done. Uh, next up is Demos. Anything for Demos? Mason's here. Yay. Hey, Mason. That's Mason. Hello. Hello, Mason. Welcome. Hello. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Uh, oh, I just had him looking handsome. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, he can keep doing that. <laughs> Done. He's standing in line here, sword and shield in hands, waiting for something horrible. Perfect. Cool. Um, Tania. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> this, to confirm there's no target in sight. There is one. One? There is, oh. Yep. There is the... Uh, there is the the large man in the middle who is standing oh, yeah. on the ledge. Yeah, mm. he's still there. Snapshot then. Oh, and, and while I'm here, um, just a question. Can I see the lower... I know that they're passing out of sight as they go down, but do they reappear as they go down lower? Uh, you don't know. You can't see from this angle. That's, that's, your, angle, that's your angle there. All right, no, what I'm saying is I can't see the lower no, paths. No, you can't. No. Yeah. Well, I'll do a snapshot. Cool. Give me a roll. Fifty-one. Five one. Plus one one six. Yep. One one six. Negative twenty-five for the snap. Um. Still. Even with all of that. Uh. 
That's a very healthy 18 on E puncture. Roll the eight, the E crit, please. Yeah, really, really uh, groggy. Um, you, you hit him. Yeah, you put, hit him pretty hard. Um, again, I'm going to ask for a uh, a medium maneuver for him to keep his feet. It's not rolling either particularly well. Um, Alright, this time he's got a 30% chance to see if he keeps his feet or not. Going into the channel. Uh, and GM is rolling. Exclamation mark R space D100. He does. Manages to keep his feet somehow. Um, whack, however. That was a good shot from Tanya and he's definitely bleeding. He's bleeding some more. No other damage. Uh, no other damage, no. Uh, next up, Severin. You've just thrown the grappling hook. You've just seen Mithan run out. Um, uh, shoot twice. Shoot twice? Yes. Once. Twice. Twice. Once. Twice. Once. Yes. <laughs> twice. In, at, in the same round that Severin yes. threw it? Yep. You got it. Yep. Uh, and then look back at you and kind of mouth something. You can't see what it is. What do you do? Um, so he'll uh, jog out with his bow. Yep. Uh, not jog right to the edge, obviously. Um, and then go out onto the ledge where he thinks it's safe and attempt uh, to have a wee look at what, um, to perceive what Mithan perceived. Okay. So um, can you please... And I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to be increasingly asking characters to break it down if they can actually do that. So he was uh, here, which is 55 foot away. Um, how far can he jog? And yeah, tell me the details, please. Um, he can jog 75 foot. In a, okay, great. Oh, sorry, 55 plus a little bit more, near 80. Okay, cool. So yes, uh, just give me a roll, see if he trips on his feet or something. I'm just interested in no fumbles. Seven, close. Close. He stumbles a bit, but no, he keeps his feet. So he comes out onto the ledge, pretty unnerving. You know, this is up pretty, pretty high. Um, he is here, and he kind of... Who's in front, by the way? Who is Mithan in front or is Severin in front? Well, Mithan, I presume. Well, I mean, well, no, because that's wide enough for you both to come out. Does Severin right. come out in front of Mithan? So if Mithan's here, does Severin come out here or here? Uh, well, close enough so he can follow Mithan's pointing. So I reckon he should come out in front of her because she's taller than he is. All right, in front then. So Severin, oh, whoops, Daisy, you're, uh, you are, you're here, uh, yeah. and give me a perception roll, please. 
Hundred. Hundred. Could be amazing. May not be. Probably isn't. Um, and his perception is plus 72. Cool. Uh, I am going to say you receive the same information that Mathan does. Amazing. Just, just give me a chance to change my view around. There we go. And a question. Just, just a sec. Severin coming into your chat. First piece of information now. Oh. Uh, second piece of information coming. Oh, damn it. Where did I put that first one? No, but you're typing furiously. Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, yeah, I think I put it in the wrong place. I think I might have put. Did I put that in the main game chat, guys? Nope. Okay. I have no idea where I put that other one, but I'll do it again. Two pieces of information. You're actually giving the second one first. Um, And then, first one, second. Second piece of information coming to you now, Severin. God knows where I put that first one. There you go. Uh, Severin, you had a question. Yeah, so from where he is now, mm -hmm. um, obviously uh, he can see the, uh, the, the top path, I presume, but can he see the lower reaches of the path? No. So only the first level of the path. Yes. <clears throat> but it can see the foreshore. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's let's do this. Here we go. So my little path here is not. Whoops. Is not very accurate on this on this map. It is more accurate on the other map. Um. He can't see anybody on the path, so there is no one. He's obscured from from vision of the the path lower down below. He can see all the way down here, however. He can see boats. He can see a person here. He can see the other piece of information I gave you, or the other couple of pieces of information I gave you around here, and the stepping stones here. And that's beyond bowshot, right? Uh, that is. Hang on. That is 370 foot away. Right. Okay. You can fire with, uh, with a composite bow uh, or another bow. What has he got? A composite? Composite. Yep. Um,
The range on the composite bow is 300 foot. It's out, no. of, out of bow shot range. Okay. Uh, so he's done his perception roll. He's moved, done the perception roll. He's got 20% left to act. What does he do with his remaining 20% action? I put an, an arrow on his bow. Start, start to, yep, cool. Thank you. And that's the end of the rounds. GM's going to head to the loo. Uh, back in a tick. What you do? Mm. Oh, that's a bit annoying to the lower path from anywhere. Mm. Can't see the beach though. I reckon we get good advantage on the beach from the from the cliffs. Yeah, they'll probably just stay close to the bottom though, right? If we pin them down, then could do. You know, well, if, if that's if we force them to stay there, then yeah, it's not a bad thing. Well, so how are we going to get down? Oh, um, I'm gonna need to fly. Tarquin and landing spell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tarquin and Neathanol both got that, so that's straightforward. Yeah. What about, um, didn't they mention a sort of another path? That, like a. Do they not? No, but I was confused about that too. I think the other path was the one. It's another path on the cliff top from forest. It's on, it's on the flat. There's an obvious path, path which is really well trapped. Yeah. That goes, you know, it, 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 it finishes at clearing in front of the little bivouac thing. It's a, you know, it's a forest path. Obviously, we don't want to go down that path, even if we could. I mean, we can't go down the path, can we? Because it's, it's, it's got a big hole in it. Yeah. And even if we did, these people could then fire up at us or attack us, so we need to find a magical means, probably, unless we're going climbing. We could climb, but I think the, but I think the landing spell can be cast on other people. It's one or it's two power points. Yeah, it's not much. It's not too much. Not, can it really? I don't know if it could. Um, have a look. Allow, uh, no, uh, allows the caster to land safely. As a caster? No. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I mean. Oh. No, no lofty bridge one, which is two two power points. Landing allows the target to land safely in a fall of up to 20 foot per level of casting. Where's that one? What's that under? This is, this is, this is a closed essence spellless lofty bridge. You know, there's one target who's within 100 foot. Ooh. Who's got that one? I've got uh, that. The, yeah. That'll be the one. Well, you don't need to prepare because it's instantaneous. So it's got a little star next to it, so no negative. To, well, not that you need to prepare anyway. <laughs> but yeah. But can so, we move um, from the where we are above now? The foreshore runs out, doesn't it? So we'd have to do that closer to the cave, wouldn't we? No, because the, the, the foreshore runs all the way down. It does. It looks like it. I'm just looking at what we're looking at now. It seems to narrow. I just want to look at that thing. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it does narrow, but I think we can make it. Right. We might as well go along next, near the cave anyway. If when we, we um, need to, we need to deal with the spider thing. Well, yeah, but it, yes, but it's obviously yeah. Anyway, can't talk about that. Um, I was thinking though, when we get to the cave, it'd be really good to coordinate uh, like a one big attack, maybe with coordination of some fog. Because we're going to have to sort of break in, aren't we? Um, and there's, there's traps there. There's caltrops. We were told about them. Yeah. And there'll be other magical traps, perhaps. We get to smoke them out, wouldn't it? I wonder how big the cave is. I reckon they'll be huge. It's got a temple in there. Oh, is it? Mm. Give me a bastard again. Gene's mm. back. Got to do some munching while he's back. Next round, initiative. Boom. Ethanol, what do you do? Well, uh, perceive. Perceive, give me your Can she perceive while she's preparing? Oh, uh, no. Well, yes, she can. She can do a snap at negative 20. I'll do that. Cool. No. 95. 95. Cool. <clears throat> uh, what's her perception? 75. James, just grabbing some hasty dinner. Um, she doesn't see, hear anything, I'm afraid. Nothing out there. Next up is... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, can I just say that I think my wife is amazing? Because I thought I consumed the one and only beer in the house, and then miraculously, oh. mercy upon mercy, another beer appears out of the ether. Thank you. <laughs> that, that, that's just made my week. Thank you. Surely that's a couple of points for Keros. <laughs> Fantastic. I think that's an extra life for Keros. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. such a nice beer, too, and I'm going to savour this one. And I didn't even know it was coming. That was even the, even the better part. Thanks, sweetie. Uh, right. <laughs> Where did I get up to? Um, him. Yes. Hey, he's fine. Uh, next up is Keros. Beer dispensing Keros. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. What do you do? With your, um... with your plus 80 on your next roll. No. I want to do something, but I don't think I should do anything. I think I should just hold. I really want to go and like run down the path and like pow pow people, but I think I'll get in trouble. So I'm going to stay put for the collective good. This is this is your character. You do with your character what yeah. you want to do. 
I'm gonna stay put. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, Greg Ruffwind. You no. loosed your bow. What do you do? Um, all the people that we were firing at are gone or dead, right? Oh, there's one. There's one target still remaining. Ah. Um, he probably has to string his bow again, so he'd, he'd do that. Yep. So your options are with a light crossbow. Yep. Have you got access to this sheet here, by the way, Aiden? If not, I'll, I'll make it available. Still, you could. That'd be yeah. good. Yep. Um. So with a light crossbow, uh, it normally takes. 1.7 rounds to fire at a, at a plus zero to attack or mm -hmm. he can rapid load and fire at negative 30 to attack in 1.2 rounds so for one round and you know for 12 seconds he'd have to reload this round and then fire next mm -hmm. round uh yeah yep yep let's go with that done okay cool awesome uh next up Cool, he's definitely down. Jada, anything for you? Is anyone low on hit points? Do I need to be preparing spells? Or nobody got hurt? Only the baddies! So far. That's good. Alright, then I'm all good. I'll just follow along carefully. Okay. Um, okay. It's in. Same, same as before, just looking out. Cool. Blame for something to happen. Alright. Uh, Miss One. Um, she will confer with Severin, um, and perhaps run back with him. Oh, I'm sorry, um, yeah, she'll act on his turn, yeah, based on what they talk about. Okay. Or, um, can you narrow it down a little bit, please, Pete? Oh, she is thinking that she's going to be running back to the group whilst simultaneously uh, putting another arrow on the string of her bow. Because, as established, we've lost our vantage on the targets here. That's what that's what her idea is, and that's just gist of what she would want to say to Severin is, I think we should go back to the group, say what we've seen, and also give it a bigger shot from the beach, from, of the beach, from where the group is. All right, cool. That's Thank it. you. Uh, Leif. Um... Same, just oh. holding perception. Cool. Um, wanting to also proceed out to sea. Oh, please. Uh, 49 plus 51. Sorry, and just, yeah. One, two. Listen for anything coming, looking for an invisible shimmer, and wanting to have a look out at sea. Also, want to have a wee check behind. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. Justin coming into um, his chat right about 
now. So coming into Life's chat in, in a second or two, got a little bit more information. As mentioned, Pete. Uh, did I? Oh, he's just—he's not not preparing a spell. He okay. is just—you know—sort of children. He'd like to share that information. Is sure. That, has he got words to? Yep. Uh, He'll oh, say, "I oh, think." Oh, 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 hang on. What's his action? What's his action mean this round? Oh, so his action was to do a perception. Yep. Wanting to hold um, in case he needs to defend attack from something. Uh -huh. That's what he means by being ready. So that requires fifty percent. So he's still got thirty percent. And he's also controlling the, uh, uh... Is this life? Yeah, he's controlling the, um, avatar, no? It's controlling oh, the... Oh, it's, it, it stands still. And, and, ah, okay. and, unless he concentrates to move it, okay. it stands still. It's okay. just summoned for a duration. Yeah, yeah. got it. Cool. Okay. Um, can he say something? Sure. Yep. Uh, he would say, um, I think I saw something flash out to sea very, very distantly. A flash over in that direction. Thank you. Thank you. Um, right. Um, just coming. Yeah, nah, not going to risk it. Okay, next up. Is Demos anything for Demos? Uh, can he just do a perception? Sure. And then, um, what in particular? What, what in particular is he looking for, and where? Any bad guys? Okay. Around. All right, give me a roll, please. Um. Uh, 62. 62. Okay, and his bonus, please. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 50. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, 50. Nothing, I'm afraid, Nemos. Cool. Um, he'll hold then and just, yeah, attack and or parry if he needs to. Sure thing. Haskell. Thanks. Um, no, I, th I think you'd just be holding. Um, sure. We're all sort of waiting. Um, it sounds like there's going to be some people coming back, so he'll, he'll just hold. Oh. Uh, Nicholas. Um. <laughs> going to have another attack at the guy on the path. Okay, sure. 
Five, five, two. Yep. Sorry, I put that in the wrong chat, but it was fifty-two. Sorry. Yep. Cool. Um. Again, exactly the same result. Three and an A. Roll the A, please. Cheapest <laughs> creepers. Twenty-eight. Um. Uh, five hits. Another two hits. Another five hits. Yep. Okay, and that's it. He does nothing, not a lot really happens. Uh, he is, by the way, the guy is grabbing onto his leg, um, and various other places has been shot, um, trying to stem the blood. He's bleeding pretty. He's bleeding pretty heavily. You do see Nicholas. Uh, next is Severin. Seven. Can Seven see that guy or not? No. All right. Well, he won't take a shot then. Uh, well, having listened to what uh, Mithan said, yeah, he concurs. There's very little they can do here other than cover the beach. Uh, I guess they go back or um, from from where they are. Can they see the foreshore all the way to the cave? Yes. So they are, they are here, like right here, and let me just give you a, what I showed you this last time actually, but I'll do it again. Um, no, that's fine, I wasn't sure if it was the, it was the whole end, and, and yeah. So they are, Mithan and Severin are pretty much, pretty much here, that's their view. They can make out Tanya on 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 top, Tanya and Gray. They can I'm pointing at the camera, pointing at the screen. Uh, they can't see this guy here. He is he's down um, as I showed you on that that lip, going down the um, uh, the the trail, going down the or the, the path. Uh, they can see what they're assuming is the mouth of the cave over here, and the boats as described. That that that's their view. That's that's what they can see. All right. Um. So, Severin says to Mithan, maybe it's better that you still you cover the beach with your bow, and I go back and get the others. What do you think? Because um, it's probably better that we drop down a fair way from the cave and reassemble ourselves, and and that guy who's dropped out of sight might might start running down the beach, and you might be able to shoot him. Ah, uh, yep. She's happy to do that, but she thinks that we should drop. Yes, she's happy to. Uh, so, so can we see? We could see sort of where the, the path ends from our vantage point. I think we could, if she was to look down, you know, like that. So, it's almost to emerge from where the path ends. She should get a shot, right? Yeah. So I go and get. Shall I go and get the others then? I well, I think that once you're there, ready to cover from up where Tanya is, Mithan will come and join you. All right. After you've done your shooting. Yeah. All right. Okay. Because I think we, we've got a drop to the beach equally from where they are, where the group is now, and we've got we can cover the beach from there too, can't we? From the tops of the cliffs. Don't know about that. Uh, that's... Jim, can we get? Sorry. 
Can we, can we, if we were to cover the beach, like want to have arches looking down on the foreshore, we could do that from where we are, or a little bit further along. You can, in terms of what your character can do and what your character can currently see, this is what your character can currently do and what your character can currently see. I can't speak for other characters. Um, the, the path goes down, and I, I'll zoom in, I can zoom into a, a closer map that shows the path better off, and it comes out about here. Yep. Uh, it runs its way down. The rock wall, remember it's on a beach, rock wall runs its way down to the cave down to here. Um, to show you again, that's that's kind of what we're talking about, but nowhere near as far out. You see the, see the rock on the screen going out to nearly the far side. It's much, much, much more narrow than that. But that's that's kind of what you're dealing with. In terms of in terms of um, coverage. Well, actually, no, you don't know because your characters haven't seen. But but there is a lip. So you'll see there. The shelf of the rock goes a long way out, quite a long way out into the water, and then the cliff is there. And does that rock wall extend much beyond the cave? I mean, the. That's, yeah, alright, so now then, after the cave, the cliffs rise out of the sea, right? Correct, correct. A well chosen spot. Right, that is more than enough time for Mithan and Severin to discuss. I'm going to leave their, their, their rounds there. Come back to them next round. Um, Tarquin, anything for you this round? You, sorry? Tarquin. Um, just a bit of perceiving. Yeah, give me a And, uh, yeah, will do. Um, West. Seven. <laughs> it could be amazing. It could be really good. It could be amazing. That's true. In fact, I updated my mast, my little mast chart, as I do every night now and then, just today. Ooh. So yeah, it's all shaken up. It could be incredible. Uh, what's his bonus, please? Ninety. Ninety. It's, it's good perception. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't see or, or hear anything. Kind of that way. Whoa. Or that way. No. Nothing. Nothing for us. Yeah. His hearing or sniffing. Uh, <laughs> Tanya. Another snapshot. Another snapshot. Sure. Surely the sky is going down. Make a roll, please. Forty-eight. It's not a fumble. Forty-eight. Wham. Uh, <clears throat> that was a very, very, even with the negative twenty-five for the snap. That is a very, very convincing 17 in an e-puncture. Roll the e, please. 46. Another five hits. Um, and you think you, you did them, yeah, definitely some damage. Uh, What happens, Tanya? That's a killing shot. Oh, at last. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, nothing flashed. Just another third shot this 
session. <laughs> uh, finally, finally takes the guy down. And um, uh, yeah, does he stay on the path or fall off? Uh, let's find out. Yeah, he, he he's, he's off. And his body does just falls off the edge. Gone. Hit anyone on the way down? You don't know. You don't see or hear anything. Uh, that was killed fourth level. Hooray! Victory to the home team. Well done, well done. And right now, with the last foe at least in view, are uh, being seen, we're going to come out of rounds and the battle music stops. But I will just finish this off. Uh, that is the end of that round. And now we go into, uh, yeah, just into, into turns. So, um, starting with Severin and Mithan, what, what are the two of you doing? Um, if I have it right, I think Severin's running back. Uh, and Mithan's staying. Oh, but Mithan, is that right? Yeah, I just wanted to check. So... If, if the party was to move to, you know, from, from where we are now, we, we can see, if they were to move to the top of the cliff, um, back from where Tanya is, we still have vantage on the beach, on the foreshore. Yeah, yeah, I'd say we do. So right. down from where Tanya is, there's, there, we could set, station someone just a, further, a bit further along, yeah, about, about there, at the top of the cliff, and we could have, have what we could, the boat oh, person on. Yeah, there is. It's just whether you can still pick the person off when they exit the path, I suppose, is the point. But uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's, is that possible, Chris? From, I mean, we, we, it's the view we've got. We can see if they can see from, from that part of the cliff to the bottom of the path. We can. Um, yeah. So the idea would Mithan, Mithan will stay here because we need to, to cover the path until some, she sees someone appear out there. Yeah. So there's the bottom of the, that's about the bottom of the path there. All right. Is, is that fair to say, Chris, that we could position someone there and they would be able to cover that part of the beach? Well yeah, enough. yeah. But at least be able to get, at least be able to get kind of that view. There's the edge of the cliff. Yep. There, there, you can see. And then if we spin the camera around a little bit and we raise it up a little bit, looking down, that's what you'd see. You wouldn't see much of the cave, but you could see that much. So you've got a little bit of a, a view on things. Uh, a lot down there. Mm -hmm. But you can certainly see uh, someone exiting and moving along the rock shelf along here without a oh. doubt. Yes. Looking this way, um, depends exactly how close the edge of the cliff you are. Oh, maybe you'd get a little... Yeah, you wouldn't want to see the cave mouth. But you might see someone there, perhaps. You'll definitely see someone here. 
Thank you. And, and in terms of jumping off the cliff, where's a good place to do that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't know what your purpose is. I don't know what your... Descending. I'm with, with, a, with a landing spell or, you know, so we've got a, a, clean, a clean jump and a clean land. Either where we are now, down through the gap where the rope bridge was, I assume, or, or on that bit where um, Tarquin... Actually, we might not be able to see that. That's probably for a later discussion. But that, that lip there where Tarquin was, I think it's clean. So, uh, again, my original question, to, uh, Severin and Mithan, what do, you, what do the two of you do, please? Well, Mithan will there. stay here and cover the beach, and Severin go back, right? Sure. Okay, yeah, Severin run back. Okay, cool. Uh, Tanya, uh, you and Greya happen to be next on my, on my list. Um, Tanya, you've just felled uh, one person. Um, they have fallen off. What do you do? So, Between from my vantage point, I can see no other way of moving, getting advantage, moving from where I am to a point where I can look down on the rest of the path. There's no, I'm not, obviously no. I'm not quite clear from looking at the screen. You so, cannot. I have gone as far as I can in Correct. that direction. Correct. Right. In which case, I'll come down, climb down from where Okay. I asked for two rolls climbing up, a medium and a hard. I'm not going to worry about the mediums or the hard so much. I just am interested in two rolls that you don't slip and break your arm, for example, coming down, because that would have an interesting effect on the game. Uh, give me two rolls, no fumbles. Two. Uh, well, the first one was fine, but I fumbled the second. Ah, medium maneuver. Okay. There's a two. Yep, cool. Medium maneuver coming down. Uh, give me a... Roll again, please. Two minus... So the, the first one was fine, then. Yep, got it. Seven. Seven, okay. Um, so neg five. And then roll a third, third time, please. 93. Yep, you're fine. Myth, um, Tenny, you get down. And rejoin your companions uh, over... Oops... So she'll explain everything she's seen. Oh, damn it. From she'll just explain to the group what she's seen from her perspective. Cool. Uh, Gray, what are you doing? Um, he's going to clamber down as well. Cool. Two rolls, no fumbles, and that, we're all good. Uh, so first one, 26. Yep, that's a hard maneuver yep. done. And the second one, 29. Cool. Do keep track of these. Hard maneuvers are worth worthwhile. 29, mm -hmm. fine. So Gray and Tanya come over and you collectively share information. Great. Yep. Uh, Jada, anything in the next few minutes that you do say whatever? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, same question for you, Nicholas. What are you doing? Uh, can the whispering attack the thing, the person who's gone down the path? They're out of range. Okay. Cool. Um, he would like to uh, uh, pull the whispering back out and see if he can spot them. Okay. <clears throat> um, sure. Could you give me a 
Uh, light perception roll, please. Give me a roll. 26. 26, sure thing. Um, how am I going to do this? Yeah, this is probably the... Let's see. Well, that one. That one. That one. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard on this screen, Pete, but... Um, this person has gone down one level, they're down, zigzag back, and down several times. And they're now uh, probably from here 30 or 40 foot down so about halfway down they've hidden themselves well and truly with rock in between uh where they are um, unobscured completely unobscured in the direction that tanya etc are are, and are facing out this way uh they've got a sword in their hand so they've sort of they've stopped their holding position. They've, they've stopped. Yep. Okay, cool. Cool. If Nicholas has got time, he'll go back and report back to the group. He'll join the rest of the group and let them know what he's seen. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, back to the map. Nicholas uh, and the whispering presumably follows you. Correct. Correct. Yep. Uh, okay, Nicholas, your uh, not, your count is not <laughs> behaving. Um, your your you and your whistling move over here. Cool. cool. Uh, next up, life. Any actions in the next little bit I should know about? Just probably kind nope, of re- reason. Cool. Uh, Kiros? Yeah, with Victory. Excuse Cut. me. Yep, sorry. Uh, Victory, where's she at? Um, she's been quite freaked out by uh, the dogs. Ever since those dogs were around, she's been really quite skittish so she's actually you can't see her at the moment she's run off and she's somewhere in the, the in the foliage as far as you know you haven't seen her for a while hi okay. i mean we won't be going anywhere without her just putting that out there <laughs> okay well i won't be going anywhere without her anything else for keros no she'll just hold wait cool. wait for the cool. yeah the ethanol uh no Mithan. Oh, Mithan's reloaded her bow and is, is guarding the foot of the path. Done. Uh, Demos. No, nothing, nothing from him. Oh. Etienne. No. Cool. Tarquin. Uh, no, nothing. Just, okay. just, uh, perceiving, accepting. Uh, give me a roll if you wish. Yeah, sure. Ooh, sorry. That's 51. 51, 5-1. Mm-hmm. And bonus of 50, I think. Oh, 90. Uh, 90. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh... You know, Tarquin is listening, looking, watching, you know, looking this way, looking this way, nothing, 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 nothing. It, it's quiet, suspiciously quiet. Um, all right. 
bit of narration from the GM. Uh, you've been in place uh, in kind of your battle order. Here's your avatar, um, Leif, for probably several minutes now by the time that the bow fire stopped. Um, Tanya and Grey have clambered down. Tanya had a bit of a wobble. She nearly came off, but she's okay. Um, and Severin has finally jogged around and rejoined you. You've shared information. Um, just before I kind of ask you to discuss, is there any information that your characters currently would know that they wouldn't share with others? If not, no. if not have a chat. So yeah, Severin will just explain exactly what happens. That the, they saw the spider thing going down the cliff back to the cave. Or the foot up. They didn't obviously. They haven't seen it gone up. But they, that's what he'll say. That the spider creature was going down towards the cave. Um, that there is one solitary person left. They think on the on the cliffside, and that Mithan has her bow trained on the bottom of the beach. Should that person reveal his himself. So it seems very likely, unless anyone has any, any other information, that we are ready to descend the cliff, right? Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so Leif would, would share and would ask everyone to look out to sea, because I think he need, he's aware of this boat coming in, and he, see, he thinks he's seen a flash out to sea. He's wondering if we need to go and do some fogging out there. Mm. Or do we even signal for our boat, you know? Like, I mean, I know we're not supposed to, but... I think we should. Screw yeah. it. I mean, these people have sent an identical party of people, right? Mm. So we might, mm. may as well cause as much trouble with this boat as possible, rather than us being our problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. The, the question is, do we signal to both the Roldanek boat and our boat? <laughs> and really... Because uh, we've got two signals, right? We haven't attuned the Roldinic one, so I don't know that we'll be able to use it. Nor have you attuned different. yours. We did, because no. we did that on the boat. No, yeah. you didn't. We did. No, you didn't. Oh. Absolutely, categorically, 150%, you didn't attune. God, we're stuck on this island forever. <laughs> did, it, did it need to happen then, or can it happen any time? Happen whenever you like. Can it happen now, then? Good idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not set in stone. We had to do it at that exact time, right? Oh. So we could we, we, we could do this now? Keras sure. could do it? Yeah, sure. If you don't fumble it. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'll take that mute back. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Good solution. Will we, will we get that out of the way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want Keros to do it? Yep, um, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Or is there somebody else who can do it? Um, can anybody do it, or do you have to have a special tuning? You have to have a skill. She's plus one hundred and eight. Whoa, she's amazing. Really good. Gray is plus twenty-seven. Go, Gray. <laughs> go, Gray. You go. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if he. Does he have to have uh, PowerPoints? Because he's got none. Um, I don't think... No, it's a skill, isn't it? There's no PowerPoints required. It's a skill. Um, is, that, is that right, Chris? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you can give it a go. There's... Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. What happens if... if... <laughs> what... <laughs> oh. What I don't happens... like that laugh. <laughs> is, is, it a, is, it, is it a one-off deal? I don't know, is it? Or, or if, if Grey... Oh, no, you know. <laughs> if Grey if gray gets nothing, can it be passed around? Or is it a one-off deal? It all depends. You don't know what it does. You've been told what you've been told what you think it does, but yeah, you don't know. Okay, can I say Keros does it with a plus hundred and eight? Is that cheeky? Is that pushing other people out hey, of the way? Hey, I would be very happy for you to do it. <laughs> I don't want his brain to explode or something because <laughs> I roll a twenty-five. <laughs> Is that a yes? Yes, please. Everybody. Yeah, def I think definitely. Yeah. Go for it. Yep. Okay. Roll now, Chris. Yes, please. Okay. Woo! Woo! 55. Oh. Respectable. Mm. Plus 108. Better than average. Better than your average bear. <laughs> so, so what did he mean by we? what we think it does? <laughs> do we want to be... Oh, my God. All right. Maybe we want So... 65. No, no pressure here, Kiros. No pressure whatsoever. Uh, 65. 55. 55. Five, five. Five, five. Thank you. There's been a lot of 5 fives tonight. Um, minus the level of the spell. Okay. Uh, now, negative 10 if the character does not know what the spell or ability is. You've been told what this thing does. You don't know if that's what it does, but you've been told what this thing does. Um, plus 108. Are you feeling lucky, Kiros? Always. Success. Woo! So this is a a rods of uh, signal signal fires. Um, you launch this, uh, and, and and oh, hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, just a second. I just remembered something. You've only just attuned to it, and under my new magic rules that I just sent out today, for attuning for something less than that, you get a penalty. So, less than one hour of attuning or reading the item, reading runes or the item, is a negative 20. Negative 20 to that roll. Still, however, not an unlocked door. Is <laughs> a success. Hazar, you can give her minus twenty all you like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give you a critical hit there as well. Yeah, there what you does go. That mean? Oh, just a nice sound effect. Um, oh, I thought ooh. I got more points. Sorry. No, no. So, uh, signal fires. Um, I'll pass on the exact description of the spell, but basically it allows you to send a signal flare from this device 
a light into the sky um up to a up to a very 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 high range and you can also decide on the color of the spell or the color of the effect pink uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh you have now attuned to the item. Can pink tiny candy cats come out of it? Like meow meow. Uh, let me let me see if I can find it. So what was the what was the code for this stick? Is that for me? I, I anyone, anyone really? Like, I think it was such a, to be honest. It was such a long time ago. I mean, yeah, we had instructions on what signal to send. I know, we? but you know, I can't remember them. Does that mean my character doesn't remember them? I don't know. <laughs> it's just separately. Yes, or will he wet himself? I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, presumably they would remember, but I can't remember. The instructions were to let off pink kitty cat faces. And everyone to start walking around on all fours going meow meow. So the instruction, if you're wanting to find what you were asked to do, guys, uh, if you go back into items and lore channel, you should see something in there. Uh, the Forsaken Archipelago of Mournshade. There's a PDF in there. You may want to have a quick read, or not, or press, or send out pink kitty cats as you see fit. What do you do, Keros? You've now figured out this item, and I'll send you the exact descriptions once I find it. <laughs> Irritatingly enough. Um, I tell everyone, obviously, it's attuned, and we can use it. I'm assuming all of us can use it, and she would have read the PDF. No, no, no. The only person who can currently use this item is Keros. Oh, okay. Is that uh, is that normal for yes. all attunement? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Of course, it makes sense. Um, she's going to madly read the PDF instructions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, party items, items or law? Two separate channels. Uh, law. Oh, law. it so needs, needs needs to be read. You'll be given a, the signal rod. One of you will need to adapt yourself to, to its use. It allows the use to cast a wide ray of light of any colour and can be up to 10 miles long. Oh, would, um, be, would have been useful to have that on that spooky island. Whoever casts a spell for you needs to make its colour red. Our ships will be regularly scanning the sky with eyeglasses and other means and we're looking for your sign. Once spotted, our ships will arrive to collect you and the shipment. A rod is expected to be returned to us. Once the bad guys are dead, as per the instructions. So, a quick conversation on that then. Um, yes, that's the instruction, but obviously we're aware that this Rodenic crew were sent as well. One wonders how they got here without the Monmen. Was that... Do we see that or not see that? And if, and if, and if, if this other boat is indeed coming, uh, would our illustrious masters wish us just to ignore that or signal for our boat to come in so at least they could tackle the boat that's coming in to get rid of the goods rather than us having to defeat people in a cave and worry about a boat coming up behind us. Who was on the boat? 
Chris? I'm sorry? Who was on the boat that we that dropped us? Who was on the boat? Yes. Uh, and did it have more to protect itself? No, a different boat, as you're understanding. Uh. Yep. I, I reckon signal because why the hell not? Why, why is this all our problem? The only, would, uh, the only thing would be like, would that then, would that signal then make the boat that's coming in be like, oh shit, that's not our signal, and then they go away? That's fine if they go away. Because hmm. uh, they're coming to pick up the stash, right? So that's. Oh, that's, yes. Okay, sorry, I thought they were trying. That's, that's a win win. But at the moment, we're playing by the rules and making it all our problem. But it's not true, just true. our problem. Uh, what did the rest of you think? Yeah, it's a them problem. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, Keros, the, spellers, the spell description is in your channel now, if you're interested. And therefore, do we signal for the other boat as well or not? I mean, that, that would need another tune, but... Um... Oh, for the world unit gun, we don't know what their colour is supposed to be. No, true. And we also don't want to admit to having that rod, because if they have a demand, you know, we don't have to give that rod back. No. It'd be good to keep it in case we ever get deserted on the Dude Island again. It's true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I can't see it, Chris. The last one I've got is the spork. Oh, sorry. It, it'll be in your... I think I might have put it in your hero one by accident. Oh, yeah. Can can I leave... Do I leave this? Do yeah. I exit this? Yeah, sure. Because it's and just... I... No, no, you don't leave the voice. You just swap uh, what you're reading. Oh. Hmm. So i got a hero. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. We can, we can still hear you. Ooh. Thank God. Do you want me to read it out or no? Oh, same, same. It's Beacon, 10 miles, as Chris said. Light Law, level 19. Magician base, duration, duration is one minute per level, so that's 19 minutes. Range, touch, area of effect, caster's palm. Uh, in, the, in, the, in, this, in this case, it's actually the item. Oh, the item. So is it just like a flare? Oh, big long flare. Ray of light of any colour springs from Caster's palm can be up to 10 miles long. So that's a big flare. Big old flare. Big old flare. Nice. Yeah, let's do it. It's a them problem. <laughs> Does this, um, is this the time that the boat is supposed to come to pick up the ship? Their boat? Yeah. Yeah, it was this evening, correct. So we'd expect it to be arriving at some point. Some point right, soon. so it's a good chance what we saw on the cliff was that boat then. Well, that's why I'm suggesting we do more perception rolls out to sea. Okay. Let's do that then. Get a bit more information and then, yeah, so we've got our attack and we've got perhaps someone to go and, I don't know, fog the boat or not worry, get them land. All right. I can do fog and cloud, if that's helpful. Yeah, I just think it'll be... I mean, let's see if we can perceive the ship, shall we? Oh. Can we all perceive, please, Chris? Mm, sure. 
Do we need to roll? Yes, please. Well, let's let's get near the cliff, shall we? Okay. Uh, all right. Um, I'm not gonna. What I'm gonna do here is just. I'm looking for a particular result. Uh, in no particular order. Can you roll them for your character, random characters, and just shout them out? Keros is 46. Four, six. Thank you. Okay, cool. Next, please. Um, Demos was th 38. Okay, thank you. Next. 773. Cool, next. Jada, 62. Thank you, next. Tanya, 23. Okay, thank you, next. Ray, 56. Cool, thank you, next. Anthony, yeah, 83. Thank you, next. Uh, Tarquin, uh, 38. Uh, 38. Okay, cool. Thank you. Next. Uh, life, 58. 58. Cool. Thank you. Next. Eddie, 62. Does he take his helmet off? Sure. <laughs> Etienne, by the way, does wear a full helmet. His head is completely in coast. Uh, with metal. He's very well protected, but he can barely see with the thing on. Um, with the thing off. Okay, thank you. And next, if there is a next. Nicholas Seven. Cool. And next, please. Mithan, who is not there, but she would be looking around, and she would include looking out CS14. Cool. Alright. Um... All of you peer out, you know, scanning the horizon. None of you see anything. It is getting late in the day, by the way. Maybe an hour or so left of uh, light. It is definitely going on for beginning for twilight, which probably would have hindered some of you at least in trying to spot things. What do you do? Hmm. Tanya will go to the edge of the cliff with a bow and just keep an arm things. Okay. Uh, and scan up and down the beach with a bow, looking for something to shoot from okay. the lip, from, from in front. Okay, sure. I think um, Tarquin would join her and do the same. Done. Uh, so going to the to the edge, looking down. Uh, there is someone occasionally kind of pops their head around some rocks here there is no target they're looking back at you this way um, swinging back the other way you see Mithan uh, standing out on the cliff edge out here uh, other than that no other targets so opportunity uh, action if there's anything to shoot 
So, um, I, I guess we've got to discuss how we're going to take the cave, right? Yeah, how do we get down? It's 80 foot, right? Uh, it varies, but... Um, uh, yeah, it, it does vary. Um, between 80 and 90 foot. Kind of shortest would be 80. In some places, 95. Some places, 100, perhaps. That's what you're, that's what you're kind of facing. Almost... I didn't say exactly that, apart from the shelf of rock at the bottom is less. So I guess we got, I mean, a few characters to get down quite easily. Um, we would like to conserve PowerPoints. Um, so either we do something with ropes, or we just say screw it and just use magical means. Hmm. I feel like the ropes is a bit more dodgy. It probably is in the rain. Hmm. Um, I mean, we could lower people. Uh, it's that'll take some time. Uh, but it's you know. But then again, these people have been scooting up and down ropes quite rapidly. Okay. Uh, we wouldn't want to take their rope, but. <laughs> Uh, and then we've got to think not just, you know, uh, what we're going to do when we get to the bottom. We can only really come at the cave from one angle. Uh, Unless we get in a boat, that's not really going to help us any. Um, and so what the cave looks like is there's a, a large barricade of crates and boxes uh, a, a short distance inside the cave. And they've, they've got people sort of on top of those behind cover. So should we be setting light to those? Yeah, where's the thing of it? Blade balls. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, because um, they're, they're, they will be dry under there, presumably. Um, or dry-ish. Um, um, what was the... Should we... Would it be feasible to use Karyos's, like, um, thing that she can do where you can lower people without them breaking their legs? The landing. The landing okay. one, yeah. Yep, and I think it's Maybe. only a level two. Mm-hmm. We get a couple people down that way, and then some other people like Tarquin can just jump. Well, Tarquin and Nathan are okay. They can both do that. Yeah. Um. Life has lofty bridge, don't you? Don't you, Pete? Just... Oh, Life's got something similar. Life can can land himself, I believe. Um, Life. He's actually got landing at one at level one, and it is as on the lofty bridge spell list. So he can he can land people at one power point per land. Another people, can he? Sorry, GM's going to grab a drink. Keep talking, guys. Yep, yep. So so the description of the spell is as landing on lofty bridge closed essence list. 
and lift the, the landing spell, which is a second level spell on this list, but on his it's a first level, is allows the target to land safely in a fall of up to 20 foot per, um, per level of caster and to take that distance off the severity of any longer fall. So when it says target, it means anyone, not just him. And yeah. he is 8th level, so he can take 160 foot off a damage. Off it. So they can, they can jump 160 foot and take no damage. That's great. So all we've got to find is a spot that goes directly down. Yep. Mm. Uh, we're not going to have any rules rolls about landing landing on a landing spell, are we? The description is allows the target to land safely in a safely. So this spell allows us to land safely. Right. So we just need to find somewhere that goes directly straight down. Cool. Hence, hence my question. Sure, good place to jump off the cliff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then what do you think? It strikes, I mean, it's going to be really hard to get in this cave. Well, would it just be blowing a whole bunch of people up to kind of draw them out? I mean, we could... And then fog it up and then enter? Fog is, I mean, there's traps, right? Mm. I mean, fog is definitely a good idea. Um, I guess it'd be good to somehow could you could we use the whispering to just check for coal traps? You know, like at least get a a sense of um, as much as we can information before we go in. Absolutely. I mean, it can go in and start attacking people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, yeah so it gets much information on the outside of the cave, i.e. subtly at first, so we can see the best way to approach. Oh, we need to take that sentry out. Uh, the one halfway at the cliff? No, no, the one that comes keeps coming out on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, maybe we could do that from the cliff top, could we? Or not? That's a plan. And then what? Do fog, and then cold balls, and etc. Yeah, fog disables us as much as it disables them. So maybe we do some attacks first. Well, if we think we can knock anyone out, yep. and, and then do fog, and then pile in once we're fairly certain that we've got a good route. The, the other thing about the fog is it's permanent. So we can't dispel it. Oh, right. Okay. Hmm. Can anybody oh, see through it? Is there like special vision things? Um, I don't have anything. Hmm. I think. Yeah. Have to follow Gray's sense of smell. <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas among the group? Um, you know, in terms of so we got a, we got a hole, we got some crates, we got some people firing at us. Um, traps, possible traps on the way on the approach. Yeah. Um, I definitely like the idea of setting the crates on fire. That sounds fun. 
Um, in terms of uh, traps, I'm not sure. Um, and we're not going to have time to sort of poke around for them, obviously. Um, no. I mean, Tenya has uh, some arrows that explode on uh, on impact. That'd be good, yeah. So they launch a firebolt. Um, but it, it will be handy if, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Um, James back? Tell. Do you have a plan? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Chris, two questions. Yes. Uh, which part of the cliff is the steepest that we can jump off and have a clear descent to the bottom? Uh -huh. And secondly, uh, is there a place on the cliff that we've seen that we can get a good shot of the sentry from up at the top? <clears throat> First question um, is the easier one. Sentry being the person that was kind of outside. They are covered by a lip, quite considerably so. You'll see the lip there. Yeah. You would need to... There is no effective place to shoot that at that person at least um at least from where you can see perhaps if you're further down where mythan was you've had an open field of vision but back here the angle is not right there you can kind of well you can see or more to the point you can't see and then if you're directly above the cave there is no there is no angle because there is the lip of the cave comes out some considerable way. It doesn't go straight down. See what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So there is no direct shot on the sentry. That's the that's one question. In terms of your second question of where is the um, least steep? Not far away from where you are, from where you, where you are, you can see here. kind of a, a bit of a, a cut into the rock part of the cliff edge has come away here and you can carefully walk down 10 or so foot 10 15 or so foot to around roughly where the cursor is and then jump from the, well and then straight down from there is um 75 probably at its most maybe 80 foot less steep but there is a there would be a uh, a two round maneuver roll two medium maneuvers say just to make sure you don't lose your footing on the quite steep slippery slope getting down to the point where you can get off otherwise you're at 85 90 up here and so on further around that's the shallowest point or that's the sorry the less steep point there here, directly where you are, you could jump off with relative ease, and there is quite a large rock down at the base. You could end to land on that, and the scramble down from the sky uh, here isn't too hard. Uh, that distance there is 80 foot down to there. And that's sheer? Sheer. Straight down. Well, that seems to be a good, good, good point then, doesn't it? It's also... 
Sounds ideal. It's also some distance away from uh, the cave, and it would be obscured. It would be obscured from the cave. Partially obscured from the cave. Alright. Might be better for sure. Can I ask what the walk from that point to the cave is like? What's the terrain to get from there to the cave? Uh, from here? Uh, yeah. Sure. The distance is as follows. Uh, 260 foot. The terrain is is this. Uh, again, stress not as wide as that image is, but yeah, rocky rock pools, um, a narrow uh, edge around the base of the cliff. Doesn't doesn't require a minute because on the on screen it looks like it might have rougher bits, but it's it's fairly flat, fairly. It, it's reasonably easy. flat. Yeah, it's reasonably flat, reasonably awesome. easy. There might be a couple of places for a. Um, a, a, an easy maneuver or two at running at pace, but otherwise it's reasonably flat. And uh, I mean, certainly until until here, it does get kind of narrower and wider in places, as you can see. And there are certain places here, and you can make this out from above. You know, if we if we do, oops, I'm not quite sure. Must have been an older token. Um, you know, if we move through, you can see it's wider or narrower in places. And then coming up to the cave itself. Yep. Kind of a straight, reasonably straight bit. Oh, and then into the, into the cave itself. Yep. Other questions? So, um... Other questions, guys. Can we drop a couple of ropes as well? Uh, I was just thinking it's a one-way trip for many of us. I, I, I don't think we want to be climbing back up there, but um, mm. we can drop a couple of ropes tied to a tree down that cliff face, couldn't we? I'm just, you know, whatever comes, but... Uh... Not a lot to tie it to up here. Um, uh, directly here, um, in this area, ropes are typically 100 foot long. I, I said this was 80 foot down, uh, so you've got 20 foot to play with. Uh, could I ask the luckiest member of your party, who is Severin, to give me a roll? Uh, Severin, if you, for anybody else, it would be a 25% chance for you, I think it's a... What's the what's the what's the margin for your luck kicking in? Uh, I think it's an extra twenty, isn't it? Let me have a look. Twenty percent roll bonus. Wow, there you go. So, uh, so it was twenty. So there's a forty-five percent chance that Severin will find uh, somewhere tieable on for on to drop a, a rope down here. Forty-five or under, and you're good, Severin. Anybody else? It's 25. <laughs> that possibly wasn't the moment to roll 100 again. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. Sorry, Severin. No luck. And where Mithan is? Uh, a lot more limited. 
uh, a lot more limited. Um, I, I would say there is really no chance. There's no trees in the immediate vicinity. This slick, wet, wet rock. There's nothing substantial to tie things onto. What about the roof of that lean-to? Was that not uh, nothing viable there? You could do if you want to trust semi-rotten yeah. logs. If you want to, yeah, go be my guest. Semi-rotten logs that supported the weight of a whole lot of trap rocks, but no, I don't want to trust it. Um, <laughs> and the rocky shore, does that continue past the path? No. Righto. I'm just thinking once we go get down, we're stuck. Unless we get a boat. Obviously, we could tie two lengths of rope together. Uh, I just wonder if that, you know, I, I'm probably, we probably won't need it, right? But do I do it anyway? Aren't there ropes there? There are. Where? There are three ropes that uh, you're aware of. There is one uh, for a person that Tarquin shot. Uh, whoops. Uh, here. At this point here. And there's a dead body at the bottom of it. And then there were two more ropes uh, that came down. One, two, here. Oh, oh! so the beach does go further around. Oh, there's two cave entrances, is there? No, 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 that's not a cave. That's just part oh. of the rock face. Alright, alright, don't worry about the rope then. Alright, so we're going to all leap down, are we? Yeah, I think so. I think that's good. Yep. They can fly, I can take someone. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm now going to uh, do, do... The party's had quite a lot of discussion. Do I need to give you any more time for discussion, or do I start going around and seeing what people do? Um, I think... No, I think we should just get down there, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Great. Lovely. Okay, uh, let's start with... Uh, oh, actually, sorry, sorry, I'm going to... Sorry. I think Nathan's arrangement was that once he saw people on the cliffs... Well, who can cover the bottom of the path? Yep. She was going to come and join the rest yes, of the group, true. so she okay. would she would do that. Okay. So, yeah. oh, done. Yeah. Done. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's start with. Uh, let's start with Takun. Takun, what are you doing, please? Uh, he's going to go to that place that we talked about with the rock at the bottom, and uh -huh. he's going to do his guided jump thing that he can do. Sure. Talk <laughs> me through that, please. And please, PowerPoints are going to be very important. Please keep a track of PowerPoints. Do so, we know what he was on before? I knew you were going to ask me that, which is a very fair question. I don't think he's cast any spells this... Yes, he did. He, he, cast, he jumped down he before, did, right? He did. He did. He's done mm. two spells. Uh, I'm going to say he's got enough to cast whatever you're wanting to do now, but Giles and I will have to do a tally up of, of how much he's actually used. He, he was on 33. Ah, thanks, mate. He was on, he was on 33 on Wednesday. I, I can't remember if we used it. I don't think we did. Mm. 
He, um, he, he leapt back to see where the ethanol was, but other than that... I did too. I don't I think that it was very low fell, I think, that one was. So I think he's probably on about 30. Let's say yeah, 30. Cool. Nice round number, 30. Cool, I'll write down 30. Um, this one's pretty good, it's only one point, so he'll walk to the edge of the cliff. Okay. Um, and make sure that there's no one that he can spot around he'd okay. like to perceive if he can before he does it yeah give me a roll just uh oops, i will uh six plus remember, 90. remember it's must must that's god yeah right okay uh no he, he can't see anybody okay cool um then yeah he would do his leap Cool. Uh, does he cast a spell before he jumps off? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> That's a great point. Yes, he would do that. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. Um, how does it work actually with that? Because it's landing, so uh, with that, you'd probably want to cast a spell before you land. Okay, so you can do that. Okay, well, yes, <laughs> definitely, he would enjoy to do doing that. Okay, he'd like to be safe. Make your roll, please, for casting the spell. Right. Uh, 55. What is the result of the spell? Uh, it allows the caster to land safely in a fall of up to 20, 20 foot per level uh, and to take that distance off the severity of any longer fall. Uh, but he's level 7, so 20 foot, 80 foot should be fine. Easy. Um, yep. The spell's successful. Right. Tarquin. Before he jumps, can yeah. he have his bow ready to shoot if he needs to once he lands? Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, but I will ask for... So that was a 75% result uh, mm -hmm. to cast the spell. Um, mm -hmm. but, by the way, this could be in any order. I just went with Tarquin first. Does anybody have any problem with Tarquin being the first one to go? Nope, oh, done. Tarquin, you're your first person down. Dun 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 dun. Um. Ba 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 bum. Um. Could you give me a orientation roll, just to kind of check that he's. Is that, is that D one hundred? Yes, always. Yep, always. Oh. Uh, seventy-two. Seventy-two. Uh, seventy-two. I'm, I'm not going to make that mask. That is just what it is. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, 97. Roll again, please. Is that a good thing? Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Uh, 10. 10. So remember in this game, if you roll 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100, it's open-ended up, which means you roll again. If you roll mm -hmm. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, it's open-ended down, and you roll again. Mm. And you mm -hmm. just roll. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, Tarquin, you're first person down. Um, da -da -da -dun. <laughs> and there you go, half obscured by the, the rock. But Tarquin, you are down on solid ground at the base of the cliff. A little bit unnerving. It's a little bit lonely down here all by yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you can't see anybody at this stage. Looking up, okay. up to the top. Either up, where, yeah. up to where uh, the people on the cliffs were, 
or up this way to where your friends were, you could see no one. It's oh. da dangerously quiet. He would stay quiet. Cool. Uh, next, please. And I'm assuming this is happening in reasonably short order, so, you know, uh, I'm just literally going through a list. Uh, Etienne, what does Etienne do? Um, well, he can't really do anything, um, so he's sort of waiting for a spell to be cast on him. But Neathanol can, okay. so she'd like to cast the same spell. Okay. After preparation. Yep. And gesticulation, forward rolls. Yep. Um, and then and then do the same. Uh, once Tarkman has moved away from the bottom. Sure. Give me your roll, please. This first one for Etienne. Uh, Neathanol. Uh, Neathanol. No, uh, no, you're doing it on Etienne though, correct? No, no, this is Neathanol. She can only cast it on herself. I see. Okay. 42. Uh, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought Neathanol was going to cast on Etienne. No, she can't. No, okay. she can't do that. I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh. uh, the roll was, please. 42. Spell is successful. Uh, yeah, so she'll, yep, she'll drop down, um, and if she needs to, she can do a um, acrobatics roll if that helps with anything. Nope. The roll was the spell was successful. Um, can you again give me an orientation roll? Just kind of collect your thoughts, figure out kind of where you are. Etc. 55. And yeah, again, non mast, no failures, you're fine. Okay, cool. Nathanel is down. Uh, next on my list, um, let's go for Mithan. Uh, Mithan um, will. Um, go down with the assistance of Leif. Leif will cast that spell on her. Same spell? Same spell. Mural. And Leif is offering to cast it on anyone who would like to. Cool. That's a 30. With four rounds prep. Or is it is it instantaneous, Pete? It is instantaneous, okay. yeah. Oh, so is there any advantage in, in doing prep? It fails, it fails, right? Correct. Zero, one, or two, you're toast. Um, would, is that a technical question, if you're prepared, would that offset the failure of how badly you failed? No. No, cool. Then there's no point in prepping. Yeah. No. There's no point in tying a rope to someone if it fails. They just won't jump, or... So you, you know... It depends what happens with the spell failure. So it all depends on the result of the spell failure. What I'm saying is you cast and then you leap, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so you got yeah, you're not gonna fall necessarily. You, yeah. Okay. Uh um Leif is next. What does he do? Oh uh he will wait until everyone else who's everyone who needs him okay. to cast his So I'm gonna go through just with people on the map. Um do we I suspect we no longer have Anthony online or do we? Nope. What no, he's gone. Okay. I'll be him. Okay. What does he do? Oh no! <laughs> How far is the jump? 
um, 80 foot. Oh man, I'll just quickly see if he's got anything. He's jumping. Okay, we'll come back to. Yeah, th yeah. Thank you for jumping in, um, if you're part of the fun. Uh, yep. Bray. Uh, Bray would take up Life's um, offer to be cast upon, mm -hmm. and he would ask to be cast upon. Cool. So he could leap. Go for it. 75. 75, Ooh. that is a successful spell. Nice. He'd jump like wingy, flat his wings. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Gray, you are successfully done. Uh, next up, which is going round, uh, Keros. Keros, what are you doing? Sorry, coming. I've got a very smoochy maple here. Um, um, I will call out, does anyone need cast? Does anyone need help? If not, I will cast the landing on myself, please. Same spell? Anyone, yep, anyone need, mine's a level two though, Lofty Bridge level two. Does anyone need me to do it for them? Uh, are you able to take Askel down? He doesn't have anything that helps him jump. Can I do myself and Askel at the same time? Well, you can do Askel first and then you. Can I, can I ask, what's the most efficient way of doing this? Um, a question for Leif, I suppose, in terms of... Is it better that Leif uses his power points for this or carry us? I don't know the answer. I've got Leif. 55 left and I use two, two per spell. I think that, I think it would be good for Kiros to do herself. So I don't mean to game the game, but does, does Faskell have a spiralist called high riding? Yeah. Goodness. I don't know if I've got a very up-to-date paper list. Uh, just because he has got one where he can fly, I believe. And really? really any... Oh. Um, what am I missing? Yeah. You're... Yeah, he can fly, can't he? But I don't don't have it here. Well, I just do myself then. I reckon, yes. Yes. Okay. I think you should conserve your PowerPoints. Yeah. I'll do myself. It's a 38. 38. 38. The spell is also successful. Keros, you are now down. Thank you. Uh, next up is Tanya. Um, she'll need some assistance if someone's willing. Thank you. It's an 86. Again. Ten Tanya. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're not going to do orientation rolls actually, considering you've got the remainder of the round to do it. Cool. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, Jada. Jada can just jump down, but um, should we let Askel fly down? I just don't have his fly spell. He must have got it more recently than these sheets I've got. Uh, I'll... Jada, I'll, uh, I'll send you through his sheets and, and you tell me... Tell me what he's doing. Uh, just coming, 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 coming. He's level seven, I think. Uh, just coming, just coming. Escalian, first one on my list. 
Japanese level seven or level eight? Seven or yeah, level seven. There you go. There you go. Come back to Jadar and Askel. Uh Demos. Our brave spearman. What does Demos do? Demos would ask for Leif to kindly send him down gently. <laughs> gently. Don't screw it up. <laughs> um, yep, that was a 67. Yay. Done. Thank Leif. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Actually put Leif down there instead. Never mind. Uh, okay, we have Etienne, Askel, Severin, and Jadar left by my count. Who's doing what next, please, guys? And, oh, sorry, and Leif is up there too. Uh, well, my two would love some assistance if it's going. Three? Sorry? Is a three a problem? Three is not a problem. A one or a two is a problem. Uh, a three is not a problem. Miraculously. I, uh, for, an ins for an instantaneous spell? Yeah. You are you are fine. Who was that? Who was that that went down? Uh, that was uh, Etienne. Etienne, done. Yep. Uh, and then a 90 for Severin. A 90 for Severin. Uh, Askel and Jada are still at the top of the cliff. Yeah, there's no nothing for flying for him, which is weird. So I don't know what's missing on there because he definitely can fly. Light, ice, water, wind, fire, earth, but no flying. Um, so I'll just I think I'll just try and fly with him. But I better prepare for that in case it doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> so just... prepare, prepare spell, fly. Yeah, it might have been a, an old list, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, same, looks similar to what I've got. There's nothing extra. Yeah, let's let's have a look. M M M M M. She does have high riding. Pete, can you help us out, please, with high riding? Yep. High riding is the list that Leif is using. So he's got landing as a level one spell on that, or fly at thirty-five foot to thirty foot to around as a level three spell. So landing for one power point, which is what the spell that Lake's using for everyone, or three power points for a fly spell. That landing one's only 20 feet though, eh? No, 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 the landing one would, is um, for 20 foot per level. So he'd be able to drop 140 oh, feet. Oh. oh, we'll both do that. I thought it was just 20 feet and then after that I was going to die. <laughs> okay, we'll both do that. Okay. Uh, trade off first and then Askel is the very last. Give me a roll, please. 
First wing for Jada. Jada's one. Oh no. I'm I'm just gonna hang on to Eskel. <laughs> Twelve. Okay, now that's still a success. Oh, what's the code again? But I'll just do mine and we'll know it's Eskel. There we go. And then Eskel, 52. 52. Success! Huzzah! Oh, thank God. Okay, so. At very long last, all characters. Just put them together. And grab them together and move them there. All of you, I'm not going to string you out in in terms of actual order, but you're all cosily tucked up along with Ta Tarquin right here. Now, obviously, you've spread spread out a little bit and made some space and. And uh, you know um, you're not landing on top of each other, but you're all you've all come down. You're all successfully no spell failures, and uh, yep, you're there. What do you do now? So maybe we should just you know uh, bow people pointing out both ways. Maybe you know, uh, but in terms of we need a plan, right? In terms of what we're gonna do, um... how we stormed. How Storm the cave. Um, I guess it'd be good to send the whispering in, wouldn't it? If we, if, 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 if you know, for a closer look, it'd be, for instance, it'd be really interesting to know. You know, could we drop? I don't know how far the the barriers that the the boxes are inside, but you know, could someone fly overhead and drop a load of oil, for instance, with a flaming torch or? Um, you know, I don't know. I think we probably need a bit of a carefully thought out plan, really, in terms just, of what we're going to do. Just one, one, one thing, sorry, just one thing of detail that you would have picked up. Um, can't quite see it on this map, but standing here on this stone, there is, for want of a better description, and, and now that you're down, you'll see it, uh, a, well, I don't know. You de you describe it for yourselves, but I'm going to say use the phrase uh, uh, totem pole object. It looks like that. Ooh. Burn it. So there could be some sort of magical shield on the cave. Then that'll be. Does it look? Good. Does it look? It's it's old. It's like it's part of the well, temple. You, you you saw it, uh, Nicholas. Your companions yeah. are currently, you know, two hundred or so feet away from it. It's hard for them to see, but you've seen it and you think it looks very old. Yes. Yeah, I think we need a plan. Um, but Nicholas, oh, sorry, great. Oh, I was just saying, would, it, would something like that affect a whispering from having a checking it out, like checking out the cave, or? That might be quite I believe that the whispering got up to that totem pole on the last check, didn't it? Hmm. I'm pretty sure. 
and Nicholas, there's a little bit of rocks just past the boat. There's a bit of rock sticking out. Nicholas hid behind there, invisible. I think it was there, or maybe it was even closer. And the whispering, yes, oh, right, right there. So the whispering got 100 foot on from there, which was up to the totem pole? Um, about up to the totem pole, yeah. Nothing happened. I mean, he got. that's when he got spotted by this damn bird. <laughs> but not, not because of the, not, I don't believe it was anything to do with the totem pole. It could have been, who knows. Um, so how far were the boxes inside the cave? Um, I probably have that written down, but can Nicholas answer? Could you help with this? Yeah, sure. Give me a plus, uh, plus 20 memory check, Pete. An easy memory check. Oh, 20. Plus. 20. Yep. Roll the 20 and his memory is plus 24. 24, easy. 64. Um, yeah, uh, pretty close to the cave edge, um, cave mouth. And the, the distance between the highest point in the crates and the highest point in the arch of the cave was not much. It was only maybe six or seven feet, perhaps. The crates were stacked up quite quite tall. And, and were, um, were almost like uh, crinolines on a, uh, a battle, a battlement, where they have some boxes with people behind them looking out, and then next one, a space where someone can hide behind. It's not a flat top wall. Um, for Nicholas to use the whispling, he, the whispling's got a range of 100 foot, so Nicholas would be need to be within eyesight of that sentry right. to be using the whispling. So that's why he thinks we've got to take that guy out before we do any scouting. Sort of think that's the next step, go and shoot, shoot the person who's outside the cave, basically. Um, <clears throat> right about now, by the way, um, yeah, exactly right about now. There's a, a very, very agitated wingy that comes circling down and starts um, landing on your shoulder and kind of pecking, trying to get your attention, Gray. Mm. Um, well, Gray would definitely alert the team to it. He can't talk to her. Uh, uh, yeah, he, uh, but maybe he could trying to think how he could kind of communicate with her without being able to speak. Um, he would he would definitely he would definitely tell everybody that what was happening and um, okay. I guess maybe okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he can communicate with her it was, uh, okay. other That's than right. so, so she um, realizing that she can't get the message across to Gray, she gets up and flies up, up, up about here, directly above you guys, circles several times, and then flies this way, and you hear her screaming over here, 
and then flies back above you and screams above you and then flies back and she screams over here and then does this two or three times. Okay. Um, I guess potentially there's something over that way that we might need to consider. Um, well, that would be a bit cruel, wouldn't it, having just come down the cliff? Can anybody fly up and have a quick squiz? Uh, Nicholas can send the whistling up. Oh, that's a better idea. Let's do All that. Right. Okay. Yep. Can we send the whistling up over the top of the cliff? Sure thing. How long does the whistling last for, Pete? 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Can I? Um, uh, just a. Uh, 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 hang, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's deal with whistling for a start. 70 minutes, uh, and you've. You had it to attack, and then you've had it with your discussion, which was around 20 or so. So, yes, yep, it would still be in action. Yep, Pete, you send it up. Please. Cool. Uh, it can't go too far from the cliff because it's got to remain out yeah, within 100 that's, foot that's of right, them, that's, but... that's right, that's right. So, uh, into, into Nicholas's chat. Uh, coming... Second, coming in attack. Um, so Wingy still does this a few more times. Thank you. Uh, Nicholas will just share that and say that she's going about 600 foot-ish inland. So yeah. just what we saw. So yeah, so she, he, Nicholas can't see anything extra. Well, I wonder if it's the Rodenic people coming. Mm, mm. I wonder if we should way. stop her cir circling above us, perhaps. Mm. Sort of gives us yeah. a, a way. Yeah, he might just offer her some uh, delicious mouse entrails uh, oh, to keep her... Oh, dormouse nose. Yeah. Keep her close. And thank her. Okay, she comes down and, and uh, definitely enjoys her dormouse noses. Excellent. Uh, I guess we'd forge on, right? Because we... I don't know. Unless we want to send someone up there to have a proper check. The light okay. is beginning to go. It's getting on mm. for dusk. Mm. Did we send that signal? We did, didn't we? Nope. Mm. 
Jada, what's your um, attunement skill like? It's uh, not as good as Chaos, but it is plus 48. Shall I give is it a there, go? Is there a risk with attunement? Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, like, the, the could fact, I die? The, <laughs> fa the fact that you've had someone uh, successfully attuned to it gives a bonus to teaching someone else how to use it. Uh, if you check out that um, that PDF I sent through about how to use magic, it explains it. But you get a bonus for teaching somebody. Yeah. I just wonder whether... Um, JD, you're less likely to be involved in combat. I'm probably right in saying. Um, I just wonder whether it might be you also being attuned to the stick. Um, unless, of course, we just intend to use it now. Although there's no boat... We don't haven't found we haven't seen the boat if there is one so it, to bring in our boat now might not really be a great idea. Mm. Um. So are we going to move closer to the? I don't I mean. I'm sure of all going, but I mean, I don't know what we can do really. Um, we don't want to waste more PowerPoints flying back up the cliff. We just came down, really, do we? Ideally, no. Um, mm. Would, mm. Can we send somebody invisible to the cave with that bell that we have that knocks that everyone out? Yeah. Shiny bell. I, I can go invisible and levitate up and fly, but I'm scared I'm on my last life, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're our only healer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would possibly be a suicide mission. Everyone will get, presumably, a resistance roll, so we wouldn't statistically get everyone, right? I would imagine. I think they get a resistance roll, don't they? Uh, for the stunning bell? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I imagine that. I mean, and they'll only be stunned for. It could be a as long as it goes. Stunning is a fifth level. Mm. Yeah, I think that would be a bit of a suicide mission to do that. But um, well, you can keep the whispering above the cave, the, uh, above the looking out up the top, as we move along, perhaps closer to the cave. How about that? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then you what you'll send it into the cave again, or is there nothing really to be gained? You've already done well, that. No, it hasn't gone in far into the cave. Right. And we want to look for, not not close enough to look for traps to get look for caltrops to look for what their defences are, not properly. But mm. to get the whispering in, we need to take that. I think we need to kill the sentry and Nicholas to get close enough to the cave enough for the whispering to go in deep enough. Yeah. And in terms of moving moving across the foreshore. Are we better to use the grappling hook to yank in any trip wires or anything? Oh. Yeah. I, I, or just look really carefully. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, the, 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 the minus, though, with the rain is so significant I, um, against... Um, 
I've only got the, the my two of my characters have got the skill, but it's you know it's it's not statistically again it's not a great great way of spotting. I reckon. I reckon. Yeah. The sun is increasingly going down. It's getting darker. Um, perception out to sea, please. Uh, who's who's having a look? Uh, for Methan. Give me your off, please. Uh, 68. And her bonus is? Um, 83. No, you don't see anything in the fun. All right, well, we'll start moving along, shall we? Mm -hmm. um, I guess uh, Tanya will be up front checking for traps. Um, she'll borrow whatever the longest implement we have uh, to sort of to wave around in, in case of any tripwires. And um, any other preparations I should be aware of? I think we've all got weapons now, probably. Yep. Okay. Um, probably long range where they're available. Okay. Um, what sort of speed can we move across this? And can we prepare at the same time? Or is that slowing us up? So re remember with preparing and walking. You shuffle. Yep, you shuffle. It's 10% action, so virtually nothing. Alright, well, we'll just. Yeah, alright, let's just keep going for a bit so okay. you can send the spilling in. Okay. Uh, can I please get uh, two detect trap rolls for um, Tanya? 45. 86. And her skill, please. 45. Cool. Okay. Um, you can see on screen that's the, uh, that's the terrain, roughly the terrain you're traversing. Uh, it's reasonably hard to obscure at least natural stuff in the rain. Uh, and, and, you know, hiding in rock pools and things like that, you are still being incredibly cautious. But you make it uh, successfully up to this point here um, without any issue. And Nicholas, you've got the whistling out in front, uh, and you can happily report that, <coughs> excuse me, that um, there's no one outside the cave. There's no, there's no sentry, there's no people, visible people, that you can see and dun 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 at this point we're gonna change maps are we excited Ooh. Ooh. And we got, we've obviously got bows out trained and opportunity unleash uh, uh, yep got it got it yeah i'm sick of that rock <laughs> what do we got coming just coming So, uh, this is the second time for you, 
Nicholas to see this. And as I explained to you, Nicholas, just the way that I constructed this map. Um, it, uh, it's not as not quite as dark, although you guys have been taking your time. So definitely it is getting darker, no doubt. Uh, but it's not quite this dark. Uh, you'll see in a second that, it's, that it is pitch black. Um, it's not quite this dark. So just as that is, by that is a caveat. Uh, oops, no, we'll actually load the other one. Just coming. Oh, damn it. Almost there, folks. Suspense is palpable. And you, you, cool. That's lovely. That's very nice. All right. Okay. So, after all that uh, dramatic effect, uh, you're actually not going to see a lot. Coming at you, right now. So, there are the rest of your characters along this uh, narrow shoreline. Um, on screen, I put Neathanol out in front um, with a, oops, with a uh, like a search elements to her. I mentioned that totem pole. Here. We're seeing, I'm seeing credits. Ah, uh, you are too. Whoops, whoops, I clicked the wrong one. There we go. Um, there we go. Now you're not quite as close as this. Um, you can tell me how far back you are, but just for uh, effect of moving things into a slightly closer point. There you are. So you're going along the shore. Neathanol's there. There's the rest. Uh, Oh, you still got what? Oh, we're not seeing, sorry. Why is that not working? You should be now. Yeah. That's really strange. Um, sorry about that, guys. Uh, there are your characters all strung out uh, behind along this kind of narrow pathway at the base of the cliff. As mentioned, it's not, it is getting on for dusk. It's not quite this dark. You're not actually this close yet to the stepping stones that you saw um, previously. 
so you could be up to 100 foot away but we're just moving up uh, onto a different map the totem pole that you saw off in the distance but Nicholas you saw a bit closer is uh, here uh, the boats that you saw are out this way in this direction that I'm kind of pulling the cursor now is the way you've come so back towards um, the, the direction you've just come along uh, you can be up to yeah 100 150 foot away what do you do from here Uh, can we send a whistling in? The whisplings, yeah. So if we're, if we're 100 foot, then the whispling will only just reach the cave now. So we won't be able to sort of go inside or do, I think, a thorough investigation. So I think we need to get a bit, a bit closer than 100 foot, would be my guess, for the whispling to be able to get inside and have a proper look. Would that sound mm. right? Yep. Okay. Um, Nicholas would like to be invisible, but failing that, if he's got other people like Bowman with him, then he would like to have cover because he's not sneaky. Okay. Um, people willing to do that, or we have the powerpoints to make him invisible. Yeah. K Keros isn't is is partial to visibility as well at this point, <laughs> but yes, she can help if needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do we need? Uh, are we just better going forward? Because obviously no one can see us at the moment. I think we go forward. Yeah. Um, I guess we sneak forward um, again, checking for traps. Yep. Give me a. And if the whispling is able to go slightly ahead of us, checking for traps too, that's good. Absolutely. Give me a roll, please, uh, Tanya. And she's particularly interested in caltrops because she knows they're there somewhere. And no stepping in pools. 86. 86, sure thing. And her roll is 45, I think you said? Yeah, and, and extending a spear or something, or a staff, if, if I can borrow one. You said uh, 86? Yeah. Oh. oh, she doesn't spot anything. All right, well, let's edge forward then, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the whispering out in front... Um, Describe what happens, please, Pete. Um, well, once we get within range of it getting being able to go into the cave. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, well what does he what does he see in terms of people inside the cave? Sure. So normally for dramatic effect, I would split things up and I would um I would take you out, Pete, for a uh a, a private session. I'm not going to. Uh I'm going to show Nicholas what Nicholas sees and then you would recount this back to the others. So you would see, moving ahead, so um, Tanya or Neathan in front, very, very narrow place in here. Uh, comes around the corner. There are the cliffs directly above you, the rain bucketing down. Around the corner again. And that's what you see at this point. Um, boxes. And, and figures are moving in and around the boxes. Shadowy figures at the back. Uh, there's firelight from inside. And you can see there that there's a very narrow uh, gap in between the boxes. Um, 
permissible for a person to to move through uh but um they would have to kind of squeeze to not quite squeeze to get in but they couldn't move at pace and if they're a particularly large person they'd probably have to turn on their side deliberately quite narrow um that's the height of a person these are the height of the boxes does the whistling go any further um if it, if it can without nicholas being exposed to view from here or any of here yep. yes so again people uh here and here and here at this gap and here moving in and around um there are people almost like uh that they've used the boxes for battlements and there should actually be a figure here uh, not, i'll have to check and see where that person's gone but there's definitely and you can see me highlighting them inside you know there's definitely figures moving in and around shadows um it's very quiet from inside you can hear actually the whispering can no it can't hear so you can't hear the sound effect i was going to give uh yeah and can you give me a perception roll please nicholas Uh, four. Don't forget it's masked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you see in the in the torchlight uh, metal gleaming on the ground, and what you see it to be are some of these. These are what are known as caltrops. Um, they're an ancient trap, if you want to call them that, deterrent, uh, whatever you'd say. The Romans used them, actually. Um, they're a multi-pronged spike. You chuck them on the ground, one point always points up, and they're not very nice to stand on. And uh, there are quite a number you can see scattered around at that entrance. Does the whistling so, go? Does, does go any further just just sort of uh, yeah yep just just assuming they've been going in and out obviously we've seen the person coming in and out you can navigate through the caltrops but you just take it slow sort of thing there'll be yeah yeah slows you down immensely right if you ran through if you moved at any pace faster than a creep you're going to be yeah. you're going to be stuck you're going to miss your yeah. footing and there's a chance for you to get impaled yeah sort of goes both ways they can't come out in any hurry either yes yes the worst thing would want to go further so long as nicholas ends can remain behind and remain in cover so more people inside uh there's a brazier yep. definitely inside probably more than one and quite a huge uh stack of of boxes uh at the back is nicholas describing this yes um I guess uh, whoever's close to um, Nicholas just interested in if he would take note of the cover. I mean, obviously there's a rock there, for instance, uh, with the with the, the thing on it. But what cover could we take outside the cave without getting shot from within it? So either side of the cave, I suppose. Yeah. And behind that rock. Yeah. And that, is that rock in the? Is that the sea there? Is it? The blue? Yes. I'll be in the water 
to hide behind that rock, which is most inconvenient. So yeah, it's that yeah. kind of animal. Yeah. That is a very good setup. It doesn't give us any very and, good attack space. What about the other side? Looking in from uh, the other side of the Hujima. The, yeah, yeah, around there. Not great either. Sorry, not great either. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh <laughs> but could you yes. go? Yes. Yes. That rock. That rock. The other side. Then that's. Yeah, you can, uh, Sorry, what was the... Right, so there is a little rock in front. Look, there's a crouch, you see to the right there, a crouch space. Yeah, yeah. And the same on this side. Yeah. Yeah. So little little bits there and there. And so the height of the archway is... 10 foot? Yeah. Out of a person? Um, yeah. 10 to 12 foot, yep. Yeah. Not high. 10 to 12 foot. 10, 10, let's say, 10. And how wide is that archway? Uh, just check. How wide? Yeah. Uh, width is... Mm, 16 foot. Oh. So 16 by 10. Approx mm. Approximately. Interesting. I wonder whether we probably need to... I don't know what time... It's also 10 minutes past 9, guys. I'm, I'm on holiday tomorrow. I'm happy to play on. I'm also happy to call it there. Um, I wonder whether... We through and, and come up with some ideas actually. I agree. I agree. Mm. Yeah, I've got yeah. a big demo like tomorrow. Yeah, same. Mm. Me too. Let's ask Alex, how's how's the new arrangement? Oh, um, maybe we hold, hold. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, true. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, is that where we want to call it, call it quits for tonight, guys? Yay, nay. Yeah, it's a yes for me. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Cool. I had uh, suggested that we move till Thursday next week. Uh, that doesn't work for either uh, Anthony, certainly, uh, or or Mason and a couple of the others. We'll stick to Wednesday next week. So Wednesday, whatever date it is, Wednesday the 7th. 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 Wednesday 7th of Feb is next game date. There we go. We live there for tonight. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. That was the longest, the longest cliff climb I think we've ever done. <laughs> a lot of characters. Thirteen characters. A lot to go through, etc., etc., etc. But yeah, there you go. Try to be so careful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Uh, awards. Uh, just quickly, um, Nathanol and 
it's uh Tenya. no sorry sorry Mithan and Tanya yeah, yeah. I think. any candidates uh, I think probably gray for his crossbow work probably um nice one I think oh um I'm just looking at the list of what people did only a little bits and pieces. I, I think that um, I appreciated Etienne's um, holding of his um, inspiration spell. I thought that was a, a constant support from Etienne and, and buffing people is appreciated. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Am I missing something? <laughs> no, nope. all good. And there we go, guys. I'm switching on.